Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Ken Dorsey is us all, folks. What is up, Buffalo Fanatics? Seabot here with you for the first time this season on a Monday night fresh off a loss. It is a Monday night. It is Zbot. It is the Buffalo Fanatics YouTube channel. And that, of course, can only mean one thing. It is the smoke break. We are live here on a Monday night Buffalo Fanatics YouTube channel. And it's so great to have you. And I know it's always a struggle to tune in to Bill's content off a loss. It's very fun and exciting to do so after a victory especially like the two we've had in the last two weeks prior to week three but i do appreciate you joining me otherwise uh, anyways as we mourn and grieve together the bill's first loss of the 2022 season to afc east divisional rival the miami dolphins 21 to 19 the bills fall to two and one as they now set their sights on lamar jackson and the Baltimore Ravens for week four. We'll touch on that game, of course, later on in the show. Didoc will join us in about a half an hour or so to talk about the never-ending injury list that this Bills team currently is faced with. Uh, we thought it was bad going into the show or into the, uh, into the game. It's even worse today. Um, so the injury list continues to grow for the Bills, and the loss column grew for the Bills just yesterday as they lose to the Miami Dolphins 21-19, to a team the Bills have utterly owned and dominated the last several seasons. As we all know by now, Josh Allen was 7-for-7 seven seven in his last seven outings against the Miami Dolphins, the last three games against the Miami Dolphins. The Bills had averaged... 36 points per game. They had absolutely rolled. They had absolutely dominated the Miami Dolphins. But we knew going into this week, there were two differentiating factors between what the Bills were used to against the Dolphins and what we would see on Sunday. One being the amount of injuries the Bills were facing. More than half their starting lineup on the defensive side of the ball would be absent for this game. Two, this is a much improved Miami Dolphins team, particularly on offense. The addition of Tyreek Hill means the world to this team, even though it might not have seemed like it did yesterday. And we'll talk on that as well throughout the show. It is a massive uh, addition for the Dolphins, a big contributor to why they are currently 3-0 and right now. They add Mike McDaniel, an offensive-minded coach, who I think has been terrific for this Miami team early on here, and I think he's going to be for the foreseeable future. 
Um, and overall, the Miami Dolphins just currently are in a much better place than I think that they were last year and the several years before that. Are they 3-0 and good? Time will tell. But right now, they have done what they had to do in order to get to this point. Opportunities were given to them, and opportunities were capitalized on. And at the end of the day, what all that counts is getting the job done when the fourth quarter hits quadruple zeros, and that is exactly what the Miami Dolphins have done the last three weeks, and it is exactly what the Bills weren't able to do yesterday. So much to talk about when it comes to this game, and I'm going to try to touch on all of it. Not going to cut this. There's no reason to cut this show short at all tonight. I got nowhere to be, and I know if you're like me, Cooper Rush versus Daniel Jones isn't something I'm, I'm dying to log off to go watch. So we got plenty of time tonight to dive into everything there is to talk about when it comes to this Dolphins game, what it means towards the future of not only the Bills, but the Dolphins. And then, of course, we're going to look towards the Baltimore Ravens game coming up here in week four. We start here with what we saw yesterday. This loss is frustrating for multiple reasons. I think a lot of things can be true at once when it comes to really anything. But in football, we are constantly told that we have to, you know, believe one narrative or another. It's really hard to go out and try to say, hey, if, you know, for instance, hey, you know, Josh Allen's great. So is Patrick Mahomes. It's always an argument. No, Allen's better because of this. No, Mahomes is better because of this. It's it. That's just a, a quintessential example of what sports and sports arguments boil down to. Two things can be true at once. Josh Allen's great. Patrick Mahomes is great. That comes from all over the place, right? To me, I look at this game, a lot of things could have been true at once. Coming out of it, the Bills can still be the best team in the league. Miami can still be 3-0 and have beaten the Bills and still not be as good of a team as the Bills. Yesterday, do you think the Indianapolis Colts are a better team than the Kansas City Chiefs? The answer is no. This happens week in and week out. And as we know, the unfortunate reality of being a football fan or a fan of sports in general, you can't win them all. And even though it seemed like what the Bills had done the first two weeks out was going to carry through the rest of the year where they were going to beat every single team by 40 points, they were going to put up 30 plus, and they were going to hold the opponent to less than 10 every week. That's what it seemed like, right? And you see it two weeks in a row against good opponents. And, and you know, you're, if you're like me, you drink the Kool-Aid on that. And it's Kool-Aid that I think is worth drinking because what we saw from the Bills the first two weeks, we've seen that before. And I think we can expect to see it again. Yesterday, different circumstances. And I also think when you look at the body of work so far, Miami was probably the best team of the three the Bills have, have faced so far. But when it boils down to this game and what you take away from it, it was beyond frustrating for a multitude of different reasons. And let's go through all the reasons why I think that this game stings as much as it does. I'm sure you all are hurting right now. I was numb yesterday. I was hurting bad. Mainly because I had a high level of confidence going into that one. Perhaps more than I should have. But like I just said, you drink the Kool-Aid sometimes. And going into yesterday, I had just felt that the offense for the Bills was too dominant to be bogged down by the injuries they were facing on defense. Yes, Miami's a great team. I thought they'd be able to score more than any other opponent has on the Bills thus far because of the injuries on defense. But what the Bills are capable of doing on offense against the whole league, 
much less what they've done against the Dolphins the last several times out. I was confident in the Bills' ability to still get it done yesterday. The main reason that this loss is so frustrating is it's because the way they lost was so unexpected. Going into this game, it was expected that if the Bills were going to wind up losing to the Dolphins, it was going to be because of the amount of defensive injuries that they were facing. It was going to be due to the amount of defensive starters that were not going to be on the field Sunday afternoon. The Bills were going up against the fastest wide receiver, wide receiver duo in the league in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. They call them the Blur Brothers for good reason. Those guys move on like anybody else in the league. And last week, we saw them put up unprecedented type numbers at the wide receiver position. That duo is legit, and you'd be hard-pressed to find a better one throughout the league, much less a faster one. They are as good as it gets in that department. You couple that with the fact that we have seen what Tyreek Hill has done to a healthy Bills defense. He has shredded them numerous times. Dare I bring up the most recent time he shredded the Bills. We know what Tyreek Hill is capable of doing against a healthy Bills D with Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer in the backfield. Imagine what he might be capable of against a bunch of rookies playing in the secondary, against essentially the Bills B squad, their practice squad on defense. Going into this one, we thought if the Miami Dolphins were going to win, it was because they were going to be able to exploit the weakness of the Bills yesterday. And that, of course, was going to be the defensive injuries, the backfield in particular. The defense allowed 14 true points yesterday. They allowed 14 true points. And when I say true points, I mean this defense bogged down by injuries to the point where they were missing more than half their starting lineup allowed 14 points to the Miami Dolphins in which the drive didn't start inside the Bills' own 10-yard line. So a healthy Bills defense in week one against a loaded Rams offense, they allow what, 10 points? Last week against Derrick Henry, the former AFC Number one seed, they allow seven points. And against the best offense they've faced thus far, and that's the truth, Miami is the best offense this team has faced thus far. This depleted Bills defense only allowed 14 points when the ball was not handed to the Miami Dolphins inside the Bills 10-yard line. What more could you have asked from the defense yesterday based on the circumstances that they were facing? When you look at what the defense was able to accomplish yesterday, missing six starters, missing the best safety duo in the league, missing their two top corners, a multitude of guys making a massive impact on the defensive line, going up against Waddle, Tyreek Hill, Tua, who last week, look, you could think about, you could think of him the way you want. You know, you, everybody has our narrative on him. You know how I feel about him. I don't think he's a top quarterback. But he's been getting it done. And last week, when he, when he had the opportunity to come back against the Ravens, he executed in a way we've never seen. Six touchdowns. What was it? 700 yards. I mean, this was set up for the Dolphins to be able to take advantage of the weakness of the Bills. And that defense, absolutely gutted by injuries, came out and delivered a terrific performance based on the circumstance. Hell, any team in the league 
elite defense, weak defense, doesn't matter. If you only allow 14 points on drives in which your offense doesn't gift the other team the ball essentially on the goal line, what more could you ask for in a league that is completely predicated on offense? This league is completely offensive reliant. There's a reason week in and week out now, teams are scoring 30 plus at will. And there's a reason why every team in the league needs to have an elite quarterback in order to wind up going the distance. Offense matters. And when a defense can force an offense into a game where they can't score towards the, the league average or above, your odds are pretty good of winning, especially when you have an offense at the caliber in which the Bills do. 14 points given up to the Miami Dolphins when the ball wasn't given to the Bills, or excuse me, the Dolphins inside the Bills 10-yard line. I don't know how much more you could have asked for. This was a game where all the Bills had to do, really, in order to win it, was continue to execute on offense the way that they have since last year. Scoring points in bunches, moving the ball at will down the field, avoiding self-inflicted mistakes on offense, and have Josh Allen absolutely ball out. And against Miami, that wasn't a high expectation. And that's why I felt going into the game, they were going to wind up winning it. Not only have you seen the Bills execute on offense the way they have against the, the, the Chiefs, the Patriots in the playoffs, the Patriots before the playoffs, the Titans, the Rams, they also were scoring 36 points on average against the Dolphins. It was not a high expectation to expect Josh Allen and this offense, the way they've been playing, to light it up against the Miami Dolphins in order to supplement a weak defensive unit that they had to put out on the field yesterday. It wasn't a high expectation at all. To me, this loss falls solely on the offense. Yes, were there mistakes made by the defense? Of course, you better believe it. The Waddle deep ball, to me, that was the game, and I'll touch more on that later on. And then, of course, the Matt Milano drop pick. If Matt Milano picks that ball off, that's a house call, no debate, and that game's probably locked up. But Matt Milano also made four or five plays throughout that game that were absolutely extraordinary that I don't know if anybody else on the field could make. Nobody else is making hits right now like Matt Milano. If you if you face Matt Milano in an open field, his his tackle rate is some of the best I've seen all year. There were some tackles from Matt Milano yesterday where the guy was hitting the hole with no one else around, and Matt Milano made an open field tackle that would just really blow your mind. So, yeah, he did drop the pick six, but he's also a linebacker. They don't usually have the most velvet-type hands, but there were mistakes made by the defense. To be expected, however, they were missing six defensive starters and with that in mind let's talk about what that defense was able to hold this Miami offense to 17 carries for 41 yards this depleted defense held the Miami Dolphins to 2.4 yards a carry and it wasn't like they only ran it eight times they ran it 17 times and they only ran 39 plays so you're talking just near half their plays were rush yards for the Miami Dolphins yesterday. The Bills held them to 2.4 yards a carry. And then on, through the air, the one thing I was extremely worried about going into this game, it was Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. 
because we know what they're capable of. And I'm like, man, you know, if they're capable of doing that against just about anybody, what could they possibly do against a bunch of rookies and a bunch of guys who really haven't played in a legitimate NFL setting before? Tua goes 13 to 18 for a buck 86. 45 of those 186 came on the one waddle throw. And I'll tell you this right now, that waddle throw never gets caught if Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer are on the field. There were two moments in the game where the injuries wound up completely screwing the Bills. And ironically enough, they wound up being the two biggest errors of the game. The miscue with the snap before the half cost the Bills three points. They were set up in perfect position for Tyler Bass to kick a field goal before the half. He sinks that. The Bills get an extra three points on the board. And then, of course, the Jalen Waddle throw. It was third and 22. The Bills defense had been playing on fire regarding the circumstance. And that was the only score that the Dolphins wound up having the entire second half. It came right off of that throw. Jalen Waddle wide open, splits the two defenders. Uh, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer are shutting that down. That was a result of the injuries right there. Those two plays result in a, in a 10 yard sw- or a 10 point swing. There's your ball game. It's not an excuse, it's just the reality. You got a backup center, and if Mitch Morris is in, there's not going to be an errant snap. Have you ever seen Mitch Morris make an errant snap? I can't think of one off the top of my head. There were two yesterday. One came at a very pivotal time. And then, you know, there was bound to be a big play. They had barely had any all day. It just happened to come at the worst possible time. Jalen Waddle, there he is wide open. And you got to give Tua credit, man. He hit him right on the hands. There they are right on the, uh, the brink of the end zone. They score. That's the ball game. So those two plays right there, they boil down to the injuries. And they also wind up boiling down to the result in the game. But with that said, 45 yards was that Jalen Waddle catch. 45 of two was 186. That's just under a quarter of his yards on one throw. And it was the biggest throw. It was a great throw, and it was the game. I'm not discrediting it whatsoever. It was a phenomenal play. It just goes to show you, though, because that was inevitable, right? I, I was shocked that there, weren't, there wasn't more of that. I was stunned that there was not more big gapping plays for the Dolphins in this game. There was one. And it wound up resulting in a quarter of Tua's uh, yards. So when you boil it down, the Bills defense played phenomenal against a team that should have probably ran up a hell of a lot more yards and points against the defense like the Bills put out there. Tyreek Hill has shredded this team time and time again. And yesterday, this Bills defense who half the squad would not be recognizable by anybody who wasn't a Bills fan, allowed Tyreek Hill to get two catches for 33 yards. He was non-existent. And if I were to tell you, if I were to tell you, if you missed the game and I sat you down, and this is what I had to say to you, you already have the knowledge of what the Bills have done in week one and week two. You have the knowledge of the Bills injuries, and you have the knowledge of what the Dolphins have done as well but you weren't able to watch the game yesterday. If I sat you down and said, here's how it all played out. The Bills outgained the Miami Dolphins 497 yards of offense to 212 yards of offense. 
They had the ball for 40 minutes and 40 seconds compared to Miami's 19 minutes and 20 seconds. The Bills doubled Miami's first downs, 31 to 15. The Bills ran 90 offensive plays. 90. I can't, I don't know. That's got to be, I don't even know, man. I mean, that feels like a record. I cannot remember the last time I've seen a 90 clip in the play stack category. That is absurd. The Dolphins ran 39. And you would think, oh, well, the Bills must have had plenty of more drives than the Dolphins. No, they had one more drive than Miami. The Bills had nine drives to Miami's eight. And then what if I were to tell you that Tyreek Hill had two catches the whole game for 33 yards, Tua did not crack 200 yards through the air, and 45 of his yards came on one play, and the Bills also held Miami to 41 rush yards at two and a half yards a carry. You would have thought the Bills absolutely ran Miami out of the building. And they lost. And that is what is the most frustrating aspect of this game. They did everything that I thought that they would have to do in order to win it. They mitigated the air attack that Miami was capable of absolutely using to their advantage to the point of, I thought, putting up close to 30. I didn't think, that the, I didn't think they were going to break 30 just because um, the Bills' offense is really good at maintaining possession. And I just didn't know if they were going to be capable of putting up 30 points, something that other than the Chiefs, who has done it recently against the Bills? I can't even remember. But I thought that they were definitely going to wind up being able to put up points. But they wound up doing everything that I felt pregame, and I think a lot of people felt that they had to do to win this. Light it up on offense, statistically, right? Josh Allen which we'll talk about him later, but if you looked at his numbers, I mean, you would have thought that he, he won the MVP yesterday. We needed Josh Allen to go off. We needed the offense to go off. We needed to control the ball so that the, def the defense did not need to be out on the field more than necessary due to the injuries. And we had to shut down the Miami offense to some extent. And when you look at the numbers, you would have thought the Bills checked every single one of those boxes. That's what's the most frustrating part about this loss. They did everything that you thought that they were going to have to do in this situation to win it, and they still lost. And that's what sucks. It's not like they went out there and Tyreek Hill went for 300 yards and just absolutely gashed this depleted Bills defense. It wasn't like Tua had a similar performance to, to like the one he had last week against the Ravens where he just absolutely went off. It wasn't like they had an incredible run game that we didn't anticipate coming. None of that happened. And it wasn't like Josh Allen completely shit the bed. It wasn't like the Bills offense just, just imploded. It, it, it was such a strange head-scratching loss, but a loss nonetheless. And I want to make this very clear. This, these are, none of this is, all these things that I'm referring to here, they aren't excuses. That is the reality of the situation. What is also the reality of the situation is that the Dolphins did what they had to do, ultimately. I see people saying, oh, you can't give the Dolphins credit here. The Bills beat themselves. Yeah, the Bills did beat themselves. But the Dolphins also found a way to win. I think a year ago, this Dolphins team probably loses that game. I think we have a pretty good sample size for that, right? Because Tua got hurt one of the last outings the Bills played uh, the Dolphins, and there were plenty of Bills players out in particular games, and it didn't matter. The Bills wound up putting their, what, half their, their backups in against Jacoby Brissett the last, one of the last times the Bills played them? 
and they continue to score in bunches. This Miami team is much better. They found a way. I don't know if Tua makes that completion to Jalen Waddle like he did the, uh, yesterday last year. You still had – it's like what I said yesterday or last – or whatever, this past week. It's like what I said about last week with the Dolphins. Do I think that Tua proved last week that he is among the cream of the crop when it comes to NFL quarterbacks? No. But he did what I did not expect of him, and that was take advantage of the opportunities given to him. He took advantage of every single opportunity last week against the Ravens to, com- to can, uh, complete that comeback and get the victory. He still had to execute every single drive to perfection in order to get it done. And did it look like what Josh Allen puts out on the field or Mahomes puts on the field? No. And have we seen that before with Tua? No. Like I said, he had 18% of his total career touchdowns up until last week in that fourth quarter or in that game or whatever. But he still took advantage of the opportunities given to him. And yesterday he did the exact same thing. It was third and 22. And I think a lot of us would have thought there's no way in hell that Tua can convert a third and 22. And it just wound up being the biggest play of the entire game. He put that ball in a bucket to Jalen Waddle, and that was the ball game. They took advantage. Bills turn the ball over, gift the ball to Miami inside the 10. They punch it in the end zone. They took advantage of the opportunities given to them. Yes, the Bills shot themselves in the foot more times than you could imagine, and you better believe that they found every way possible yesterday to beat themselves. But Miami still had to find a way to take advantage of all that, and they did. So you have to give credit to Miami. Look at Miami is no joke, and I didn't think they were a joke at all this coming season. I just felt the Bills were on a different level. I still feel that way. But when you look at the circumstance yesterday, Miami is plenty good enough to wind up getting that job done. They're plenty good enough to continue to go throughout the season and be an incredibly tough out. And that's what I think they'll continue to be as the season goes on. What also shocked the living hell out of me yesterday was the, the, the Dolphins wound up winning that game in a way that I don't think we could have possibly anticipated, and that was their defense. Their offense did not win that game for them. Yes, they had an incredible play with Jalen Waddle. I know I've said it a thousand times, but when you look back at the game, that was really the catalyst when it came to the Dolphins' offense. That was it. But their defense was extraordinary. And I'll touch on that in a second. Let's get to some super chats before I forget about them. Steven coming in, and he's saying, no loss is only learning 91 and 94. A lot to learn from in this game, that's for sure. There's a lot to learn from in this game. I'm going to touch on more of that as we go on here because there's a few things that I thought stood out as far as what I'd like to see improved upon moving forward. Johnny coming in. Johnny, good to have you in again as always. Time to start criticizing Brandon Bean for poor running back drafting. I don't know about that because I love what I saw to James Cook yesterday because they utilized him properly. But this run game, good God almighty. I don't even know if you can call it a run game because it doesn't exist. The run game is Josh Allen yet again. And that's kind of a good segue into what, what, I'm, what I'm getting at here because I want to talk about what Miami's defense was able to accomplish yesterday. That was not a concern. Going into yesterday's game, no one was like, oh, you better look out for Miami's defense and their ability to... to Uh, bend but not break that is exactly what Miami did yesterday they gave up a hell of an amount of points or excuse me yards to Josh Allen they you know they they bent I mean they allowed them to get down the field the Bills they did truly the Bills were able to move the ball but they never broke 
They never broke. A couple of times they did down near the, the red zone or down in the end zone. Of course, one touchdown comes on fourth down. They, I mean, they, they were a tough, hard-nosed team on defense all day long. And they got pressure on Josh Allen, unlike I think I've ever seen. Now, of course, it doesn't help when you have me out there playing center and everybody and their mother is getting injured. No, that doesn't help at all. And speaking of which, I'm going to have Doc come on here in just a bit to talk about those injuries. But that was a major factor. The Bills offensive line was getting lit up like a Christmas tree in part, of the fa- in part due to the fact of the injuries. Who would have thought that Mitch Morris out of all those injuries yesterday was going to wind up being the most glaring? I mean, my good God. Who would have thought Mitch Morris being out of that game was going to be the biggest impact of it all? Not I. And you go back and watch that game. Who stood out the most as far as, wow, we could have used him, Mitch Morse. You got two errant snaps, one in which cost him three points, and that offensive line was getting shredded all day long. It felt like Josh Allen didn't have a second to breathe yesterday. The fact that he was able to pull off half the stuff that he did, hey, I'll tip my cap. But you have got to give credit to Miami's defense. I was not expecting that at all. Extraordinary performance out of Miami's defense, and that really wound up carrying them to the victory. Miami's offense took advantage when they had to. They did what they had to do on the scoreboard to get it done, but this one comes down to what Miami's defense was able to do, and it also comes down to what Buffalo's offense wasn't able to do. I have a full list here of offensive mistakes. You cannot commit this many errors in a game and expect to win when you have half your starting defense missing. Missed field goal by Tyler Bass. I don't know what that was. I understand missing field goals. You can't make them all. It looked like he was aiming for the left wing of the stadium on that kick. I don't know what the hell that was. Absolute shank miss from Tyler Bass. The Allen fumble. Now, it wasn't just the Allen fumble on that drive that absolutely pissed me the hell off. And I think yesterday, God, I just freaking kicked something. I think yesterday, bar none, Ken Dorsey's worst game so far as an offensive coordinator. I know that's an easy answer because it's their loss. It's the least amount of points they've scored. But it was, an, it was inevitable. It, he was having a rough time beating that blitz. The only answer that Ken Dorsey seemed to have for that blitz all day was checking it down to Devin Singletary. That's why he wound up with 95 catches yesterday. That was the only answer. They had no answer. And I get it. I get it. I get it. This offensive line by the end of it was gone. I mean, they quite literally had, they picked me up off the side of the street and had me play center yesterday. So I get it. You know, I totally understand it. It was not helping anything. But neither was some of these play calls. Let's talk about that fumble drive. First and second down were two runs up the gut out of the gun. Oh my God. Channel last year with Brian Dable. This team should never, and I mean never, unless there are multiple scores milking the clock towards victory, they should never be running the ball on first and second down for multiple reasons. One, you don't have a run game. If you had Derrick Henry or Christian McCaffrey back there, okay, fine, I get it, run the ball. 
I understand, but you don't, and you can't run the ball, and that's why two out of the last three games, two of the first three games of the year here, what do you know, Josh Allen leading rusher once again? They can't run it. So why are you running it on first and second down? You might as well take a knee, and that's what it was because it wound up resulting in third and eight, and you're backed up against your own end zone, so they have to go to the gun. Now, hey, the play was made terrifically, right? The play was made by the Dolphins terrifically. I get it. But Josh Allen and the Bills offense were not put in a good situation, backed up against their own goal line based on Ken Dorsey running two runs up the gut to start that drive off. It put them in a situation in third and long where they were going to have to throw, and that's what wound up resulting in the fumble. I get it. It could have happened anywhere on the field during any play. I understand it. It doesn't make it any less worse that they did those two play calls prior to it. It was just a culmination of how bad that drive was. You had two runs on first and second down for almost no gain at all, and then you fumble it away. And you gift the Dolphins that touchdown. And in a game like yesterday, when you have your defense depleted the way you do, you cannot hand over points. And that's exactly what that was. That's exactly what that was. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, that fumble is just to me is just one of the most disheartening things about yesterday because it's just it was pretty uncharacteristic I thought and I also felt that Ken Dorsey thus far has done a really good job of making play calls like the ones that we saw to kick that drive off two runs up the gut I thought that that was done I know that they can't run and I know that they haven't been able to run ever but it seemed like it was getting more creative and it seemed like they were doing a much better job of dinking and dunking down the field to supplement the lack of the run game. I, I don't know. I just, if I have Josh Allen and I don't have a run game and I also have injuries on my offensive line, including my starting center, who, as we saw yesterday, might be the most important guy on this entire, on this entire offense based on what we saw yesterday. Why am I running it on first and second down right behind the backup running backup center? Why? I don't know. I got a couple people in the back room here, and I'm wondering if they want to come on. They're on here for a reason. Is that a head nod? Am I getting a yes? The far one's giving me a no. I got a feeling people want to see him. But the one on the left, the one I already had pre-plans to have on, because unfortunately, and I got to tell you, I got to say this, and I'm just going to say it to his face. I'm going to play the music to have him on. You already know who it is. It's the thigh doc. Thigh doc, look, I'm getting a little sick and tired of seeing you, man. And it's not because I don't love you. It's because I'm sick and tired of talking about the stuff I got to talk, to, talk about with you. Rather see you in person, to be honest. No kidding. I'd rather have a couple beers and have to have you come on and tell me Ooh. things I want to hear. You know what I mean? Miss getting a leg up with you. Yeah, and I don't want to make you dance because I know you're probably as depressed as I am. But <laughs> the thigh doc, ladies and gentlemen, here he is. And like I just said, I'm getting a little sick of having him on. I'm sure you're getting a little sick of seeing him. Not that he's a not a handsome gentleman. It's just because this injury list continues to grow and grow and grow. Thigh Doc, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give you the floor out of the gate here. Where do you want to start? Because I have a feeling that you have a, you know, you have the world to pick from. What's the one on the top of your mind right now that you want to start yeah. with? Yeah, well, let's, uh, you want to take it with the hide? Let's take it with the hide. So last week we talked about, I was a little worried because he had the neck, the neck history. Thought it might be more long-term than short-term. Um, and it looks like it is. So he's probably had some wear and tear in his neck. Um, it looks like he herniated a disc in his neck when he took that hit. Um, like I said, it didn't look like a serious hit. It looked pretty benign, and he was down. He had to go to the hospital. That's not a good sign. Um, so he's going to go and help 
go ahead and have surgery. Um, so this will knock him out for the year. Now the gold standard uh, to correct a herniated disc in the neck is a fusion. Uh, so basically they fuse two of the vertebrae together. The problem is once you do that in contact sports, it puts a lot of wear and tear at the vertebrae above and below. Um, so the average career length after a fusion in the neck in contact sports is three years. On the, on the other side is he's turning 32 in December. So probably has three years left. So um, if that's the route they're going, uh, you know, I'd expect to see him in the league for another year or two. Um, he might be a little bit of a ticking time bomb because obviously anything can happen, but um, they generally do do pretty well in the beginning. And then as the, the age out from the, the injury, it does, uh, it does break down. Yeah. And you were spot on with that. I know when I had John last week, I was hoping you were wrong, but when you had said that, you know, those injuries over time, suffering that many of them. And then you had said that, you know, go get a second opinion. None of it sounded good to me. I got to tell you though, I was not anticipating a year ender, but that just goes yeah. to show you how critical that area of the body is when it comes to suffering that many injuries, losing him yesterday. was just it, not having him out there was just so detrimental to this team as a whole, but of course not having him out there and not having Poyer out there, his partner in crime just made everything that much more worse. Talk to me about Jordan Poyer, because quite obviously I think if he's out there, that waddle play has a much less chance of happening than if he were out there. Talk to me about Jordan Poyer. What can we expect about him moving forward? Yeah. So it's kind of unknown because he, he played the game last week. There's no, there's no video evidence of when that injury was. All they're doing is listing it as a foot. Um, so when I hear a foot injury, like, and he was able to practice a little bit. So two things come to my mind with a foot injury. A, stress fracture in the foot, the Sammy Watkins injury. Those don't do well. That's what Mar Marquez Stevenson's got. Mm -hmm. um, and, they, and they need, you know, they need a screw in the foot. If he, if he broke that, he's going to get that taken care of. Um, I doubt he would have like a stress fracture there and they're just going to, you know, play it out because he'd be in a walking boot. Yeah. So what I think happened is he had probably had a midfoot sprain, which isn't ideal. Like that's like a baby Liz Frank. But Allen had one last year and he was able to play the next week. He suffered it in the Tampa Bay game. Remember, we got like awkwardly yes. tackled, getting chased by uh, uh, White. So, you know, he practiced, he didn't practice, and then he went back to limited. Uh, I would assume that he's like a day-to-day -day injury and we should expect him back next week. That's what I would guess. Okay. Well, that's good news. I just think that we yeah. look at the defense and we look at what the biggest missing piece is as far as what we can get back soon. Obviously, Trey White's going to be big, but yeah. getting him back is critical. Getting Dane Jackson back, critical too. I know it looked terrible. We got a lot of great news, though, after his yeah. injury based on what we thought it could be. What are your updates right now on what, uh, what Dane Jackson's currently going through? Yeah, so once they ruled out a fracture and no structural damage, that means he didn't have a herniated disc either. It's kind of just wait until you have – you know, no neurological symptoms, full range and good strength. Mm -hmm. He's, he's gotta be on a day-to-day -day mend. If there was anything serious, he'd be on the IR already. Right. He was already out with a Jersey on and practice last week. I can see him coming back this week. I know it's like, wow, that's miraculous for like the hit we saw him take, but that's, yeah. you know, sometimes, you know, guys are younger. They don't have a lot of wear and tear. They could bounce back. So we'll, again, we'll see how the practice report goes. If he's like, not practicing early in the week. I don't think that bodes well, but mm -hmm. uh, if he's already, if he's limited come Wednesday, like 
I'd say, you know, he, he might play. All right. Well, that's good news, too. I think if we can get those two guys back, we're already in a much better position than we were yesterday. It'll also yeah. help if we can get Ed Oliver and Jordan Phillips, two of our key guys on the D-line. Uh, what's the story with those two guys as of right now? Yeah, so Ed looked like his trajectory was he was going to play. He, he yeah. was limited all week in practice. He's never got to full, but it looked good like he was he was on his way. I don't know if he had like an extra little sprain on that last practice leading up to the game. Um, now now he's like posting some videos. He's got his foot in ice. Um, so I don't know if something happened there. But again, he had what looked like a medial ankle sprain based on the, the footage when he stopped and he turned around and his ankle kind of buckled underneath him. Yeah, it's close to a high ankle sprain, but his foot wasn't flexed back far enough for that to occur. And, you know, that's what happened to Kumro. So we could talk yeah. about that too. But um, he's got to be on the mend unless he had a setback. So I know I was very, very optimistic he was going to come back this week. I would assume he's going to be back for Baltimore. Unless something starts to trickle out. Oh, yeah, he did get re-injured in practice leading up to the Miami game. That might set him back another week. But if it was real bad, again, he would have been on the IR because they can come back in three weeks. So I got to assume he's going to be back for Baltimore. Okay. All right. So, so far, so good. Yeah. Jordan Phillips, though. Yes. Big, big man. Definitely looked like he had a big strain. He's out of practice. It's not like these guys are just in the training room. So that means they're starting to come along. But I don't think he's going to be able to come back in two weeks. I think he can get back for the Pittsburgh game week five. But again, watch watch the practice. If he's limited at the start of this week, that's a good sign. If he can get ramp up to full by the end of the week. But again, I don't think Jordan's coming back this week. Okay. Jordan Phillips. Um, okay. So so I, I think though, you know, Jordan Phillips would be great to have back. But sure if we would had, be. He can get Ed Oliver back. That would be awesome. Bo. Yeah. Appreciate you joining in. Enjoy your victory Monday, by the way. All the Dolphins fans out there, including the ones I've talked to, I said, hey, man, enjoy it. Three, you know, hey, I got to tell you, it feels a hell of a lot better than two and one right now. Die, Doc, I got a feeling we might have had a better chance to have that three and oh feeling if Mitch Morse was in yesterday. What the hell happened there? Yeah. I was not anticipating that. I also wasn't anticipating to recognize how much of a factor he truly is to this Bills offense and its totality i mean you you couldn't look out at that field yesterday and not think he was the biggest missing piece yeah especially with the snaps now not only was there botched snaps i could count two times early in the game he almost hit the motion man i think it was dawson knox both times one time he even had to like kick his legs back like he was snapping it as the motion man was coming by so definitely there was a disconnect with uh van roten right yes. um it is what it is so Morse has an elbow injury. It, it's, it got slightly hyperextended. The only caveat is, is he was a little bit rotated when it happened. So that would stress that Tommy John ligament. I doubt he tore the whole ligament, but he probably has a grade two sprain. Now, elbows, you can be aggressive with because you can get a brace on and you can play if there's good pain tolerance. I think the reason they held him out is because it's a snapping arm. I'm sure it was super sore. Even if braced on, he might not, you know, not might not be strong enough with the grip of the ball. So I think they thought they could give him another week. Um, he's another guy that was limited during yeah. practice all week. So I thought, hey, listen, honestly, elbows, they can come back quick. So I was surprised he didn't play. Um, but I would assume he's coming back this week. He's got to be like a day-to-day thing. Got it. 
I know this isn't your expertise, but I want to put this to bed because if I got to read one more person blaming the sun and the heat for this loss yesterday, uh-huh. I'm going to discontinue my phone service. I mean, I saw people trying to report this, you know, Miami to, to OSHA for a work violation. I mean, I get it. It's hotter <laughs> than hell that. out there. But the Bills had every opportunity in the book to win this game. I'm not going to blame the sun. What I will say, no. though, is both the Bills and the Dolphins had guys dropping like flies because of this heat. I know it's not your expertise, but you have more of an idea on this than I think I would. What could they have done better throughout the week going into this game, Thigh Doc, to have them more prepared for this heat? Because you had Diggs checking himself out every other play. Knox had to go get fluid. So did Isaiah McKenzie. What really happened there? Is there anything to mitigate that? So I think, like, due to the short week, it probably screwed up the, you know, the fluid intakes, you know what I mean? Because they were already dehydrated from their game Monday. Yeah, you start a Tuesday instead of Monday. It could have made a a bit of a difference. But at the end of the day, that heat, that humidity, if you're not used to it, you are not, you don't, you have not built up the heat acclimation. You have to be in it. You have to practice in it. You have to play in it for your body to adapt to it. You can get all the fluids you want, but if you're going to go from Buffalo when it's been 60 and cool, and then you go down to humid and a hundred, your body's your body's going to reject it. Yes. So, I think it was just it was a tough situation coming no, no. out a short week, putting them in the sun. It's humid because the storm was coming in. Don't forget about that. The humidity plays a huge role. It takes the heat index way up. So, you know they felt it. Um, it sucks. It sucks. But you're right. At the end of the day. We still should have had that game, man. And that's we dominated what, them. Exactly. And Ark Ullman here saying the heat wasn't an issue. Our whole team was passed out. Of course it was an issue. Oh, my God, yeah, it was an issue. I mean, no doubt. Yeah. Those guys aren't dropping to the ground if there's not heat out there. What I'm saying, it's not the reason the Bills lost. That's what I'm saying. I got right. people – I mean, you know, and I got to give Miami credit. The people saying like you're blaming the sun or whatever. Yeah, it's a bad look for us. We lost. I understand if you want to blame the injuries and the amount of mistakes the Bills offense made. Yes, the heat was an issue. It's not the reason we lost. I continually see continue to see that on offense and I'm getting a little sick and tired of it. Um, Yeah. All right. So, thigh doc. Tons of injuries yesterday. The Bills go in with six defensive players injured and then Mitch Morris. And then yesterday, what did they lose? An additional seven, was it, throughout the day? A lot happened there, but there were five who didn't return. So let's try to summarize as much as we can. What do you you think? Forget about the heat illness, guys. They're all coming back. That's that's a a non-issue. The big one is Benford. So he broke his hand. Now, listen, there's like 20-some bones in your hand. We don't know exactly which one it is. The bad one to break is the scaphoid. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely wouldn't put him back in the game if that's what he broke. I'm assuming they were undermanned and they're like, hey, your fracture is not displaced. You're going to have to get it fixed. But to be honest, can you just put this in a club and go out and play special teams? Because we don't have enough guys. So I think that's what happened there. He went in a club and he, and he played special teams. Okay. He's getting it. He's getting it fixed tomorrow. You know, usually they put a screw in or they put a little plate in. I'm going to assume it's a, a metacarpal fracture those are the most common that's the long bones in the hand that is what dawson knox had last year he was able to come back in three and a half weeks after his surgery and he's a pass catcher so you could imagine you can expedite that with a with a db he would he would have to wear a club if he came back real soon but after about two two and a half three weeks depending on the surgeon um, he could wear more of a low profile brace kind of like a shield okay probably be under his glove too um, so yeah, so what does that mean? He's probably out at least two weeks. Man, 
Okay. Yeah. Now, in addition to that list, is there anything else that we should be worried about as far as long-term? I mean, Kumaro's got a high ankle. Those suck, you know, at the earliest two weeks, but really it's like three to five weeks. Okay. Depends how severe it is. I don't know if he's going to be getting put on the IR or not. That was a bummer because he had a better day yesterday yeah. than I think I could have thought. I mean, he had a couple of great catches. But when, what I'm getting from you, though, is, you know, Knox, McKenzie, th- those are guys that, you know, they were just beat and that was that. starter. Yeah, that's no big deal. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Gabe Davis did look a little gimpy. Yeah, I saw a comment here earlier. So if yeah. you have anything on that, that'd be interesting because I'm glad he played. We needed him, but he did look like he was limited. He sprained his ankle. The same one he sprained against Pittsburgh last year, week one. Uh, I I think it affected his early early year last year. He didn't have yeah. a, like a high snap count till later in the year. But um, no, he's playing. He's going to be fine. But he's a little limited. So take it for what it is. All and right. He's got he's got a little history on that ankle. So it's probably not going to be the Gabe Davis we saw in week one and week two for maybe even a couple of weeks. But he should be able to stay active. He still played ninety eight percent snap count. I know so he obviously did. he's he's good enough to play. Um, but you could see it. You could see a little lab. There's a little laboring in his gait. Um, but it is what it is. He's going to have to play. Yeah. And he he's going to retweak it. So we'll see. Uh, you know what, Thigh Dog? The problem is, is we avoided the injury bug forever. And this year with the expectations and now, I mean, it just seems like it is piling on and on. But I got to say, you coming on here, you do make me feel better. It looks like we should be yeah. getting some guys back this week. And that's good. So. Yeah. Bates is another one I'm worried about right, for yeah. next week. But, you know, within two weeks, it'll be fine. But I don't know if he's going to be able to clear the concussion protocol for the, the Ravens game, which would suck. Before I let you go, this is the talk of the NFL right now, and I don't think it had any impact on the game whatsoever, but I will say it didn't look good. What we're hearing about the Tua situation is pretty wild. Now they're blaming it on the back. He stands up and looks like me walking out of the bar. That didn't look good for anybody, let alone the, the NFL and its perception as far as allowing him to go back in there. What is your take on that whole thing? It had to be head, right? Blaming the back just seems a little odd to me. Looks like an alibi. Yeah. Yeah. It's an odd. So what do you what listen, do you make of it? It's odd to me, man. It really they're is. supposed to have they're supposed to have an independent, you know, examiner. Yeah. I'm sure he came back too. You know what I mean? Sure. But he definitely looked concussed. He hit the back of his head. That that's the exact same hit Josh Allen took when he played Cincinnati his rookie year in the preseason. He was getting flushed out. And this is one that scares me because he's always extending plays. Mm-hmm. And then you throw it off the back foot. And then you get, you know, you get mushed. And then you go back and you whip your head. He hit it off the turf. He looked a little dizzy. And he never came back in that game. And uh, Tua definitely looked like he was concussed. I highly doubt that was his back. Who am I to say? I don't know. I'm not examining him. But uh, I've never heard of a back injury doing that to you. So, I can get that he could have went down and like, oh, my back. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. But he's not going to like get dizzy and then like hold his head like that. Well, that that it, makes no sense. You visibly slam your head. You stumble over twice and you never once reach for your back. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I, I worry about him because he's a I mean, he's a light guy and it just seemed visually like man that you gotta sit i mean you can't stand up you know but hey and i think and i thought the rules are if you're if you have obvious signs of a concussion you have to sit out the whole game yeah that's why i think you know i don't know if this independent guy was in cahoots with the team but they're like listen this is a big freaking game 
If he's good, right. get him back in. Oh, yeah, we'll call it a back injury. Right. Well, hey, credit where credit's due. I mean, he, if he was concussed, he went out and got it done, and that makes it even more impressive in his favor, I guess. But Yeah, and that Waddle play. Oh, uh, God. It was the game, man. Jaquan, Jaquan Johnson bit on that corner. Oh, they got smoked. He, they got he did smoked. A, he did one of those, what do you call it, a post flag or whatever, went for the corner, and then went back up the post. He got his hips turned. He was wide open. Honestly, if anyone threw a better ball, he would have waltzed into the end zone untouched. So uh, they got burned there. And what's crazy yeah. is that was a that one throw was a quarter of his yards all day. They hadn't allowed any big explosive play all day. And when it boils down, if Hyde and Poyer or maybe even Poyer were in there, it doesn't happen. But I don't think Tua makes that throw even a season ago. He did, and that was the game. Yeah. I got to just tip my cap. They took third and twenty-two. Thydock. I don't care who's in there. They got it Why done. You- That's what sucks. Did they like run a defense because they're worried they would pick up half the yards and be able to kick a field goal? <laughs> Why wouldn't you play quarters, not cover two? Because you're leaving the, the middle of the field open. You want to know the and first thing I it. thought of? You want to know the first thing I thought of? 13 seconds. Yeah. They, they rushed three. They were getting pressure on two of that whole drive. That was the reason they had gotten back into third and 22. They brought three. And I'm thinking to myself right when the snap gets let off, I go – the last thing you want to do on a deep ball here is give them the opportunity to expose the weakest part of your defense currently. And by the time, you know, he got settled in, it was too late. I don't know why. If it were up to me, man, and look, at, I'm not a coach. What the hell do I know? But I also watch Leslie Frazier piss away the AFC divisional game with two very similar schemes. I don't understand on that play why you don't send the house and then bring the back up to allow to not allow anything deep because that is what would be exposed if they had the opportunity, the defense just yeah. wasn't built for that type of play yesterday. I think this is just the fear of the quick hitter because the receivers are so fast. So they're worried, hey, it's third at 22. We send the house. He gets him on a quick, you know, a hot route slant and he takes it 30 yards. But Should honestly, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Well, hey, you got anything you, else before we close out? Yeah, if you're, if you're rushing three, there should be an extra DB out there. So put him in the middle of the field, too. You know, Play what, a high I mean, cover three. Uh, we, need to get, we need to get you on the resident medical slash assistant coaching staff. I'll take over and, and hey, this none of this will happen again. You know what I mean? That's right. All yeah. right. Uh, besides that, uh, Doyle ACL, he should be good by uh, towards the end of camp next year. Okay. That was a bummer right. to hear, too. I like Tommy. Yeah. That's, that's it ACL. The depth. Yeah, it sucks. All right. Well, all hey, right. I could have kept you on here all night with that list, but you did give some good news. So that's good. And uh, thanks yeah. as always. Smarter as always, am I now? Because of the thigh doc. Yeah. He came on. There he is. And there he goes. Look at that thigh. Oh, boy. Someone in the chat said they had bigger thighs than me. So Yeah, I saw that. I was wondering if you did, too, because that is a bold yeah. statement. It's pretty insulting. Why don't you post mm-hmm. a pick? All right. Hey, let's get him next week. Let's get him next week. Go Bills, baby. Appreciate you. No problem. Not myself. There I am. The Thigh Doc making us smarter as always. Also making us feel real stupid because of the things we don't know. The Thigh Doc. And man, oh man, has he been busy. Good God. But hey, I will say, I will say, he's he did deliver some good news. I think if there's a, there's a few guys there on that list that would have made a world of difference yesterday if they were in that he is saying could potentially return this week. And that's Mitch Morris. That's Ed Oliver, potentially Jordan Poyer. I think if those three guys are in yesterday, we're talking about a, a different game. I'm not saying it ultimately resi- results in a, you know, a victory or loss or whatever, but I'm, I'm telling you right now, 
especially in, with Mitch Morrison yesterday. That game's different. Caroline tuning in. Love you. Caroline, by the way, yesterday, my girlfriend, she's a bartender. And she watched the game with a Dolphins fan yesterday at the bar. And uh, she was afraid to tell him that she was a Bills fan because this guy was getting into it. And I'm, I'm glad she didn't say anything because, hey, you know how it gets when we're in the moment. You go a little nuts. Silas, my brother, what do you got to say for me? They should have run quarters or sent an extra guy to speed up the clock. You just have to make a tackle. We get healthy. We slap the hell out of the NFL. Agreed. And you know, you know the name of the game when it comes to the NFL. Availability is the best ability. And Bills were just not available in any capacity really yesterday on defense. Uh, James coming in. Missed you a little bit earlier, James. Sorry about that. James saying this was the perfect storm game for Miami to beat us. It really was. I mean, it, it was just set up, you know, the, and I said this on Twitter the other day, I got roasted. I'm there like, everybody's like, the bills are still favored. And I'm like, yeah, once, once again, two things can be sa- the same at once. The bills can still be favored and the odds can still be stacked against them compared to what it would be if they weren't missing half their defense and Mitch Morris and whatever else. Yes, it was a perfect storm. And it also, you know, it also boiled down to the bills, just finding a way to screw up a numerous amount of different plays yesterday. And like I said, you know, Miami did what they had to do. Good teams find a way to win. Miami is a good team. Have they proved they're a great team yet? I don't personally think so, but they're a good team, a real good team. And good teams beat great teams when great teams find a way to shoot themselves in the foot and they find a way to literally do everything in their power to hand a game over. And it just felt like yesterday there were multiple times where they really tried to lose that game. I got plenty of more on this game to talk about, but why would I talk about it with by myself? Because that's not fun. I'd rather talk about it with my main man who just happened to jump in the background. Not too long ago. He's been sitting tight. I'm shocked. He's jumping in. Cause I know he let it loose yesterday. He's going to let it loose tomorrow, but he's going to give me 10 minutes of his valuable time. He's going to give you 10 minutes of his valuable time. I think, you know, who I'm talking about. It's my main man. Rico. There he is. Oh, oh. What's happening? Hey, uh, how you doing? You holding up? I know you, it seemed like yesterday you and I were hurting, uh, hurting the most just based on when we were chatting in the chat yesterday. Man, initially, you know how that goes, man. Initially, you're pissed. You're you're screaming at your TV. Oh, yeah. Wishing the ref would hurry his freaking ass up and get to the line and down it so the center can grab it, but the center didn't react quick enough. It was just a, a, a it was just a sequence of events that just just infuriated me. Yeah. Infuriated me so damn much where we I can't say we dominated the game, but man, we there was no point in that game where I felt that the Dolphins were like, oh shoot, I'm on my edge of my seat. Oh my goodness, the Dolph. Not one time. It was just more like, all right, when are we gonna when are we gonna put this away? All right, fellas, look, enough of the nonsense. We we're gonna put this away, and then we fumble, and then they get back into the game. I'm telling you right now, if we go up fourteen nothing or at least ten nothing, it's demoralizing. They've got to change their whole playbook. To try to to try and get after us, my goodness, man! I'm like it just it it saddens me that we let the Dolphins get their rocks off, and now they're just we oh have to listen god. to them for the next oh few days. Oh my god! We have to listen to them for the next few days. I was, and this is no, I've seen, there's been some Dolphins fans in here tonight have been super cool. And this goes for every fan base, by the way. Everybody's got their their bad apples and their whatever. But my god. It it has been it has been uh seen to say the least from Dolphins Twitter. Yeah. And I get it. I just have and, and this is what I I'm not and it's you always have to preface this, right? I'm not making excuses. 
I'm speaking facts. The bills were depleted yesterday. Okay. They were depleted yesterday. And I understand being stoked about the win. A win's a win. But the way I saw the celebration, and the other thing too is, you know, Dolphins fans, do you really think the Dolphins based on yesterday are the best team in the NFL? And if you do, can you just be a little bit, can you be fair? Because it's not true. And Richard Sherman tweeting it out and the rest of these guys who have verified accounts tweeting it out doesn't help either. Come on, you know? And then Tua yesterday, did that look like elite quarterback play to you? Did you see Josh Allen on the other side of the field? I understand. Tua won the game, and he did what he had to do to win. Yep. That, to me, right there, that's average ball. And if you think that average ball is special, and if you think that that is going to be what winds up carrying this team compared to what it would be if you did have that guy, I just think that that is – I don't understand how they view it that way is all. Because when I looked at the, the Bills th- for years, I just don't know, man. I never looked at the Bills with average play and thought that they were the best team in the league. But, hey, I don't know. I, I understand the excitement. but Listen, well, listen. How many times Z- Bot talked to me? And, and Bills fans that are watching this, and I know there's some Dolphin fans in here as well. So you guys have an idea of what we're about to say because we're all bidding this under the same umbrella. How many times where year after year we knew the Patriots were going to be that team to beat? Oh, yeah. Every time that we were facing the Patriots, we circled it on the day and said, this is the year. We brought in this guy. We brought in that guy. We've got a different coach. We're going to challenge them. And we get beat down every time. But once in a while, I think three times in 22, 20 years, that would be, we go off. I think I remember the wins. It was a 31 nothing win. And that was a glorious win. I they were it. on the cover of Sports Illustrated after it, that one win. Elated, we were like, I, mean, I was, I was ready to book my flight to wherever the ball was. This year. I you get it. It's just like there you freaking go. So uh, we go right. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick leads us up the up the field and hits David Nelson for a touchdown. Yep. We are losing our edge, <laughs> right? Uh, I can't remember the third one we won. I because it's not many. <laughs> well, uh, there was that one where uh, uh, Pat Williams had the uh, With pick the six on Brady, right? Yes. Now, that, that was a 31-0 game, though, I think. It was a 31-0 yeah, game. Yeah, you're though. right. You're right. But then, just, but then that same year, the Patriots beat the Bills 31 nothing, and I'm pretty sure they went on to win the Super Bowl, or they at least made the Super Bowl. Listen, I'm just saying. So the Dolphins, and uh, the reason I bring this up is, listen, we've been the last three years, that's all they've been seeing. Wait, we draft Josh Allen, right? And we start, they start hearing about Josh Allen. They see Josh Allen starting to get better and better. And in the three years that Josh Allen's been on the squad, they've taken care of the Dolphins. Even Matt Barkley got in on the action. Mm-hmm. So this, to them, felt good. But this has got to feel good for all Bills fans, right? Sometimes you go into a game and you're like, yo, we're just going to wax this team and move on to the next. This, we look forward to this game now. I agree. That is the good thing. Yes. And like you said, I'm not taking anything away from Tua. I think that what, what he is developing into, I think there's a lot to be excited about in Miami. I just think it's crazy how you watched that game yesterday. The Bills are able to win that game late based on all the things stacked against them. Yep. I, if I'm a Dolphins fan, I'm through the moon stoked. Oh my God, 3-0. and Who saw this going against the Bills, the Ravens? Like, look at us. That's awesome. How you can walk away from that though, thinking that they're the best team in the league and that Tua has emerged into the top tier of the quarterbacks, that to me is what I don't get. And mm. I would understand if you're saying it just based on your passion and excitement, but everybody seems to be very, like very 
argumentative and very uh, just stern on it in a way that I, I don't know. I just don't know. And it's not just Dolphins fans. I saw multiple personalities yesterday tweet that out. And I don't know how you you get that from yesterday. The Dolphins are a good team. Are they the best team in the league? Yeah. If that's the case, then the Bills, you might as well stamp their ticket to the Super Bowl now if they're going to be healthy. Because if that's the best team in the league and they're able to do that. Listen, listen, we lost. The freaking Chiefs lose to the Colts. The Colts got blown out the week before. You got the freaking Jacksonville. Listen, the first three weeks of this NFL season has been freaking weird. But we knew this was going to be odd because of all the changes that happened in the AFC. For crying out loud, we knew this was going to happen. The freaking Raiders are 0-3. Now, I don't know if anybody... They not good. Broncos, bad. That is the worst 2-1 team I think I've seen in a while. Oh my gosh. <laughs> are the Jaguars not playing the best ball in the AFC right now? I'm not entirely sure. I mean, what? I don't know what's going on. The Jaguars have, like, right now, according to points for the, and points against, the Jaguars got the best They're defense leading. in the game right now. So, yeah. now, I, I, I have two bones to pick. Let's do it. I got two bones to pick with Bill. I'm going to start with Bill's fans now. And you, okay. you touched on this, and, I'm, and I hope I, I stir some, some fire. I know some you fire. like doing that. I'm ready. I hope I stir some fire right up in your gut so we could talk about this. Kevin Garrett has been telling me this for years now, for a couple years now. He says, you guys are the worst fan base in the NFL. Yeah, you travel well. Yeah, you donate your money and stuff like that, but you guys are insufferable. I didn't realize it. Yep. Until we lose yesterday, we lose one freaking game and people are losing their shit. Oh my god! Like it's in, it's unfathomable that the Bills would lose oh a game. You, you heard me talk about the Heat thing earlier. Would, right? you, would would some of you Bills fans shut the f- up? Honestly, yet we lost. We lost. All these excuses being made. You want to know where you want to pin? You want to pin some a loss on someone? You don't want to do it, but you got to. Do you know where I'm going with this, Zbot? I know where you're going. I want you well, say it with your chest. It. Let, it, let it sing. You know what? If I had my say it with chest, I'd say it with chest, but I'll save that for tomorrow. Hey, listen, look at your quarterback. Look at our quarterback. We had the game one. He threw it in the dirt. Period. That's what? it. I, I don't know what we're not, that was. We're not, talking about, we're not talking about anything else. He missed the throw. That's it. That's what I don't like. You're not allowed to, and that's why all night I've had to say, I'm not making excuses. I'm not making excuses. The reality is that Bills team yesterday was absolutely depleted. That's the reality. And they lost. They. Sh- that's what, to me, Rico, is the most disappointing part about this whole game is that they lost in a way that no one thought they were going to lose. The Miami offense didn't beat them. The Miami defense beat them. And the Bills found every way possible on offense to lose. But you always have to say, like, nobody can accept it. And I want to touch on this real quick with you, Rico. Oh, I, want to get your thoughts on I want to get your thoughts on this because I've been hearing this throughout the day. I wanted to stir some fire up in you. Oh, now yeah. I got it. Let's go. And I, I got, we got some Dolphins fan in here. And I'm like, I'm getting it. Like, you know, Mendel's coming in. He's saying L. Like, yeah, no doubt. L, bro. It's an L. Like, that's the thing I don't like about some fans of the Bills right now. They're not owning it. That is an L. I don't have an excuse in the book right now. The Bills could have won the game, and they didn't. Injuries be damned. They lost the damn game. It's a big, fat L. It counts the same as all the rest. Absolutely. Here's what's annoying to me, though, about about this. 
is this is a this is a narrative driven league, and some of the narratives just make me want to put my fist through a wall, right? Talk about it. So yesterday, the Bills are missing six defensive starters, and they're missing their starting uh, center and Mitch Morse, who, you know, my God, I had no idea the importance he had to this team, at least to that level that he actually does. We saw it on display yesterday. And then you get like seven additional guys injured yesterday. They had 11 starters missing at one point yesterday, Rico, right? Mm -hmm. So all that's a reality. They wind up losing the game, but they did have multiple chances late, including the final drive in order to win the game. They lose the two. You want to know what game was absolutely 100% down to the score identical yesterday? Mm. Green Bay, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is missing their top three wide receivers yesterday and their best offensive tackle. And they also have a bunch of injuries on their offensive line. They lost by two to the Green Bay Packers. They lost on the final play to the Green Bay Packers. I have not seen any highlights. I haven't seen a damn thing. I'm listening. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. So they lost by two on the final play. They had more first downs and more uh, passing yards through the air than Green Bay did the whole day. Mm -hmm. So the game almost down to a T was the same, but the difference is that this coming week, Miami in the media is supposed to now be the best team in the league for some reason. But Green Bay's been getting dumped on all year and all past season because of losing Devontae Adams. So this game, that game, right, it was more about how Green Bay wasn't able to win by more than it was mm-hmm. Tampa Bay not being able to win at all because they had all their guys missing. Right. In this game, it was Miami's the best team in the league. It's not, oh, the Bills just happened to be missing half their defense. Who's the best defense in the league? They had seven guys get injured, X, Y, and Z. It all depends on the way you look at it. The narrative for that game was the opposite of this game, even though the situation was almost identical. You know what, though? I, I, I really I haven't seen that narrative. I haven't seen that narrative you're talking about, and I'm sure it's out there. I brought it up because I was listening. So the re- where I got it from, and I got to give credit out there. My man, Colin Collard, I'm listening earlier while I'm taking some notes for this show, and I rewound it four or five times because I go, wait a minute. Because he just got done earlier talking about how, how concerned he was about the Bills not being able to clo- win close games. Yep. The next segment, he gets into how he's concerned with Green Bay for not being able to win by more. And he's saying Tampa Bay was missing all their starting wide receivers. I'm like, well, well hey, what about the Bills? You just, you, just said this, you just said the opposite thing. It was the same game. I get it. But you know what? It, and here's, here's why we, we are being looked at like, well, look what just happened because Everyone over the offseason has, has been looking at the Bills saying, exactly. what the hell's the weakness? There are no weaknesses on this team. Defensively strong. They're the number one defense from last year. They got Josh Allen. He's probably going to be the MVP this year. This guy, the freaking Stephon Diggs. You got freaking the running back. You got the old. Dude, we were looked at like the flawless, flawless team. But anybody can get beat. Anybody can get beat. Now, I don't want to take too much thunder away from you because this is your show. This is a smoke break. And I appreciate it. Give me the other thing you had, though. I know you had one more thing. Right, smash that like. For my man Z Bobby, Please, that would be great. Is Liddy right now? Here's another. Here's another thing that pisses me off. All right, the heat. How could you put the players out there in the heat? How could you? Would you guys? I saw. I saw something online. I'm not even gonna put these people on blast like that. I'm not gonna give them their name. It's ridiculous. It was something to the nature of. Uh, Criminal negligence. The OSHA. The OSHA stuff. I don't think I've laughed that hard in a while. <laughs> Criminal negligence. I thought it was an Onion article, and I, I don't think it was. I think it was real. 
I saw criminal negligence to allow the players to sit in the heat and get a little tan. Would you knock it off? You should have postponed the game for what? A little bit of sunlight? You know what I'm saying? A lot of white folks can get some sunlight on their on their skin. I'm telling you right now. Now, here's the deal. There's something called home field advantage. Home field advantage, right? I want to have the advantage over you guys. It's not just about the crowd, how loud we can get. We've already nullified that by having Bills Mafia travel. We nullified that. We X that out. So they use the heat against us. Do you know how many guys are from Florida on this Bills team? They're like, yo, this is, I'm used to this, man. I do this in training camp. I go in the summer and train in this. Man, cut it the hell out, Bills fan. Stop with your whining and complaining. Golly, that bugged the heck out of me. I'm sorry, Zeebo. I don't have to get that off my chest. No, and I agree. The one thing I think is odd is what I did here is the stadium is set up for the opposing team to bake it. it the if that's true, then I, I think that that's odd. I don't know why that should be allowed because, like, at a Bills game where the argument was, um, you know, the winter and, and the weather and the, and the snow and the cold and all that, that's the same elements anywhere you are. If the, if the stadium's designed for that, hey, if it's allowed – they just built it. They Do just. It. Built it. I know they did. Ah, it was just built. Oh, hey, I, love, I freaking love it. There were Dolphins fans dropping yesterday too from the heat. Yes, multiple, exactly. multiple. It wasn't just Buffalo. And the other reason too, Rico, who was dropping the most? Bills offensive players. They ran ninety plays. Well, I okay. that like what you are Oh, uh, dude, you can stay here as long as you want. We can get into everything. I mean, let's, for- let's get into that too. Okay, listen. Bills fans, all right? I love y'all. Bills Mafia, we, we, we tight. We're like, we're, we're family, right? But sometimes family is who has to be able to give you the truth and give you, you know I mean, the raw truth. Other people won't give you that truth. Exactly. Right? The only people me, who will. me and my man Zeba, we're going to try to give you that truth. Two plays. We had the ball for 30 freaking minutes. 30 minutes on two, I think, almost on two occasions. Punch it in the end zone. You want to know the difference? Tua went three for three in the red zone. The Bills went two for four. We missed our opportunity. Simple as that. Now, whether that was the the game plan was to keep them on the keep them off the field because we're so shook of their speed. Well, let's have Josh Allen, the juggernaut. First of all, you got to give credit to Josh Allen. He stayed in every freaking play. Didn't. That's the other thing about the heat to me. Like Josh Allen. The guy played 90 snaps, and he did everything. He led the team in rushing, and he threw the ball 62 times. 60 freaking two times. So If, if, if the Bills hear- won, no one would have said a thing about it. Get him, Z-Bot. That's what I'm trying to say, man. They always want to make all the excuses. We make all these damn excuses. Just look at for what it is. We didn't capitalize on yes. our man. We go for a field goal. What <sighs> a coaching. Ask coach about that. Yo, we're going for a field goal. End of the half. Take it out of bounds and just let's go to the let's go to the sideline. Like what what are we talking about here? So stop looking at the end result, you know what I'm saying, and saying, oh the heat and this and that. Listen, at the end of the day, we didn't make enough. Zebo, you watch boxing? Are you familiar with boxing? Do you watch a lot of boxing or no? I would know enough to, to understand this analogy that I think is gonna blow everybody's mind here. Let's hear it. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, me and Zebo, me and Zebo are boxing, right? No, you know what? I'm a, wasn't boxing. give me a doll. Like, me and Pua are boxing. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. I like that matchup. Right. right. And who was jabbing? He's jabbing. And you know what I'm saying? And he gives me a body shot and they're all landing. But because I'm the bigger batter, man, it, I don't feel it. I don't feel it. You know what I'm saying? I keep going. I give Kua to a good couple shots. 
He's faltering. But at the end of the day, he landed more punch, and I didn't block any, right? So when, it, when you leave it to decision, it goes to Tua because he landed more. He was more accurate. We, and accuracy, in my, but I, what I mean by the accuracy is three for three in the red zone. We didn't do our shot. We didn't take the haymaker and knock his ass out. We didn't. We missed our opportunity. We went for the haymaker. We're too tired, and we fell on our ass. That's exactly. it. That's it. And I so, want to touch on this because Mike Hartle's coming in here, and a lot of people have said this all night. Heat was a factor. Yes, it was a factor. Two things can be true at once. The heat was a factor. It's not the reason the Bills lost. What we're getting at here is people are saying the Bills lost, and they want to call the government and, and put in a work complaint because of the heat because the Bills lost. That's what we're saying. Oh, it's, yes, it's, the heat was a factor. The dudes were dropping like flies. It was hotter than hell, but it's not the reason they lost. It's hot, man. Listen, you got to do – listen, I think – I think I heard uh, Dawson Knox talk about it. He's like, dude, there. I, when I look back at what, what was happening, there's nothing more I could have done. I took, I drank pickle juice. I freaking took IVs. Like, I could have took three three stints of IVs. What's say stints? What's it, three bags of IVs, whatever they say. Three sessions taking IVs. I would have been heavy as shit for the game. So I did everything I could for this heat. It's just everybody's body's different. Yes. Everybody's body's different. So and that offense was also on the field for 40 minutes compared to the other side's 20. That had to have had a factor as well in continuously exposing yourself to heat while you run up and down. So I, I, that's why the offense was dropping more too. They were right. out on the field a whole lot longer. Hey, Bills, you want to be out of the heat score and get off the freaking field. Score and get off the field. You know what it is? They were shook because Tyreek Hill was on the other side. So you know what? Put your offense Listen, on the floor. I love the I love the, the the way that they went at that game yesterday as far as moving the ball and milk and clock was amazing. But like you said, you can't do it and then drop touchdowns or kick a field goal or hey, even better yet, miss a field goal or oh. watch the snap and not even attempt a field goal. I mean, that's right there. Can that's, we talk about that? Oh god, yeah. Can we talk about that? Mm -hmm. We're about to, we're about to spike, fake spike the ball. I don't know what the heck was happening there. No, so here's what happened. He, he The snap was, was botched. Because I don't know what happened. The explanation I got told, and I don't know how true this is, but I, it makes sense to me. The snap was botched and Allen took a snap or a step. That would have been intentional grounding had he of thrown it at the ground, apparently. That's what I was told. What I truly think happened, Rico, mm -hmm. I think he spazzed out. He did. He, he was going to fumble the ball. He didn't know what to do. And so he threw it because he thought the play was busted up. That to me is what happened. And he almost cost us a pick six. He emotionally unraveled yesterday. That would have been detrimental if he did that. But we also know that Allen, sometimes when he does too much, and I was telling, this is a, I had a, a chat with Pierre about this. And we were talking about this game of like, what ways, what potential ways could we lose like this game? Like what ways, like what could yeah. they, and the, the consensus was sometimes we know that Josh likes to do too much, right? And that was somewhat the equivalent, throwing 63 times and on top of that being the leading rusher in the heat and all of that stuff, sometimes pressure gets onto you. Now, the bigger question is, when are we going to learn to finish these games off when it's within three points? That's the bigger question because we are what? Oh, and seven. Mm -hmm. Yep. I don't know if you touched on that, so I don't want to go into or if that's going to no, be. No, go ahead because it 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 is. That's the bigger oh, question. It's incredibly concerning. I see it, people trying to to diminish that too. I, I, like why why are we diminishing it? It's it's the truth. Listen, facts are the facts. We are zero seven when the games are close. 
We can blow teams out and blow them out the water, which is cool and it's great. We love it. You know what I'm saying? But there's going to be times where things don't fall our way and we're going to have to come back and we're going to have to put the nail in the coffin. And guess what? We go for the swing to put the last nail in the coffin and we miss. And we just can't have that. We got to turn that around. But I got I got to give credit to Allen. If he was he knew that that would have been uh, if you can't ground it, that's impressive to me. I guess I don't know if I knew that fully. Either way, though, it doesn't it doesn't take away from the fact that it, it, it botched us out of three points. Whether he, you know, threw it on the ground or threw it away or whatever or what? not, it would have cost us three points regardless. I don't buy it. You know what I think? This is what I, this is my personal opinion. I think that was supposed to be a. A fake snap, a fake. Oh, you do. Drop. You think it was drawn up, huh? Oh, it, heck yeah, it was drawn up. Because if it wasn't drawn up and it was supposed to be a down, Diggs would not have been ready for that pass to come to his way. He was, mm. he was all the way freaking ready. Don't give me that BS. I am buying it, and a lot of Bills fans should not buy that crap. Well, I hope you're wrong because if that's the case, that was piss awful. He bobbled it. He bobbled it. So it was like fuck. So as as why he- would they design it to the sideline and not the end zone? They would have ran out of time. See, that is where I'm like, what was the route? Was the whole it- thing sucked, dude. No matter what. The whole thing just it, fucking blew. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> just the way it, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. There's, there's nothing you can say about that. It was not. It wasn't great. Uh, did you? What else did you touch on today? Because I don't want to. No, let's just just you sit tight and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to get in. Let's get into what I was talking about. What my next thing was going to be. Because I, my main thing before you came on, before I talked to the thigh doc, was how the reason that this game and this loss stings so much, it's because of the way the Bills lost. Had the Bills lost by getting shredded by Tyreek Hill and the defense got destroyed, everybody would have anticipated that to some extent and would have understood it. But that's not how they lost this game. Their offensive line got destroyed, injuries be damned, and they did not take advantage. Despite the fact that that offensive line was getting shredded, they still should have and could have won this game on numerous occasions and just flat out didn't. So the one thing I wanted to pick up uh, on right out of the gate with the thigh doc was the Bills offensive mistakes because this is what happens when you when you couple a bunch of injuries with a bunch of mistakes. Good teams are going to beat great teams any day of the week when you have this laundry list of issues. Mm-hmm. So here we go, Rico. I mean, this is a fat list, and this doesn't even include the amount of injuries they suffered during the game or had before the game. Mm-hmm. Miss Tyler Bass field goal. What the hell was that? I understand missing a kick. Dude, that wasn't even in the building. I don't know what that was, right? The Allen fumble, and I touched on that earlier, but and I want to get your thoughts on this real quick because you and I think very similarly when it comes to this. Why are we running it up the gut twice in a row out of the gun on first and second down? Oh, in the red zone. No, on the on the fumble drive. Oh, on the fumble drive. Backed up, they ran it twice. And I understand, you know, in hindsight, it's 2020, and I'm not saying it resulted in the fumble. I'm just saying the way I see it, Rico. This team, and, and it's not like they're shying away from it because Allen threw the ball 62 times yesterday and he also led the team in rushing. Right. If you're gonna if you're gonna rely on him, rely on him. Do not mm. run the ball back to back times on first down. You mm. know damn well it's not gonna work, especially when you have a practice squad center in. Why are we running the ball up the middle? You can't abandon the run. It, you just can't abandon it. No matter what the situation is, you just can't abandon the run. You got to keep the defense honest, right? They tried to do their very best to try and get something done, but just, we just couldn't muster a damn thing. We drafted a, a running back in the second round. That's not worth a damn right now. I don't know what's going on with that. Zach I thought they used him in the past game, but he can't. he's, he's, not, he's not a factor running it now. 
Last I, last time I heard, it was called running back. That's the last time I heard. I don't know what's what anymore. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I mean, at the end of the day, yes, the, the two the two consecutive runs, and then it was, listen, man, you got to give credit to the defensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins. Absolutely, really, really and truly, that was a really great design play yeah. for, that, for that play. Now, but they had they put some pressure on Allen. Although Allen does extremely well against the blitz, they they did a really good job of putting some pressure on him on the right moments. It wasn't all the time. Mm-hmm. When they did, they had him flustered. They had him moving out of the pocket. And Allen is so good at moving out of the pocket, but when he's got to do it constantly on 63 attempts, there's going to be moments where he's like, oh, shit, what do I do? You know what I'm saying? And they caught us. They caught us a couple times, man. It happens. They, they- I mean, the Bills did burn him twice, too. Both their touchdowns in the red zone were against that blitz, but they had no other answer. Dorsey had nothing else other than to, to check the ball down to Singletary. I thought at the half they were going to be able to come up with something to, to beat out the blitz, but there was nothing down the field all game, Rico. Like, really nothing. Just a few plays here and there. You're right. Uh, M- MB41, Rico's trying to be devil's advocate, but doesn't make any sense. I'm making every freaking sense in the world. I don't know if you're a Bills fan or you're not, uh, but <laughs> Maybe you're a Bills fan and you just don't want to hear the truth, or you're a Dolphins fan and you're just a dumbass. I have no idea. I have no idea. I have no idea. You know what I'm saying? Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today. And view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. But I'm making quite a bit of sense. And if you want to, you want to chop it up a little bit more. Chop it up with me tomorrow. We could, we could do it out. We could talk. Nice you know what it is. Uh, <laughs> How about Chevy here? Once again, Khalil Shakir not activated, and with the heat like the way it was, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you, 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 you I don't know. Maybe it was a factor, Chevy. I don't know, I don't know if it cost us the game. That's for sure. We, but listen, maybe it was a factor. See what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Nobody wants to put the blame on 17. Although he was excellent. Let's talk about 17. Let's 400 about yards. 17. But at the end of the day, he didn't make the play that we needed to make. And it was right there. Nobody's mentioning that. Nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants I to talk do. about that. I do. Throw. Sil- Silas, real quick. He's saying it's true. Miami sideline is, is shaded. I got it, and I understand people in here have been saying it. I got to tell you, if it's designed to purposely make the away team bake, I think that that's, that shouldn't be allowed. But guess what? It is allowed. It is allowed, whether it's right or wrong. Yeah, yeah it's probably not. It isn't fair, and it's probably dangerous. But that's a Goodell issue. I can't blame Miami for that. That's, well, an, that's a league issue. Well, let's, let's, let's talk about it some more. Silas, by the way, shout out for you going to the game. And, yeah, and, no, oh, Silas was there, so he'll know all about it. Silas is a dark-skinned brother, man. He's probably purple right now. That's how dark he is probably. Yeah, right well, now. I would have been redder than Clifford, so I'd rather be pur- purple than that. <laughs> well, let's be real, though. Like, it's, I know Miami is hot, it's sunny, but it, the weather is, is finicky. It's not always hot and sunny and all that stuff, right? It could, be, it could have been a monsoon. Would that have made a difference over there? No. So weather's weather. Deal with it. That's it. When you guys know it's going to be cold as F when you guys go to Bills games, what do you do? You get your icy hots or your little hot packs for your hands. You're, you're bundled up real good. You you plan for the weather. They didn't. It's not like they didn't know it was going to be hot in Miami. And 
Is this the first time ever playing in Miami? And I was going to say, it didn't affect them when they beat the living hell out of them last year there. That's for sure. I was there, about. too. It wasn't like it was cold. You this know? Guy just need to shut the F up, man. We took the L and just keep it moving because we got bigger fish to fry next week with the freaking Ravens. Oh, anyways, I will right, get into that in a sec because I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly worried and I can't lie. And for good reason because Lamar is absolutely balling out right now. Um, all right, so, so, so a few more offensive mistakes I'll just round up before I get to the point that I know you want to make and the one I want to make because it's the truth. But I also want to say a few other things about Allen because there's a, this is a double-edged sword to me. But the other offensive mistakes here, right, uh, the center miscue, the Allen fumble, the missed bass field goal, Davis yep. not being able to hold on to the football. Now, mm-hmm. I got to hey, that was an unbelievable defensive call. Oh, a right. lot of people wish they would have challenged it. I tell you this right now, they ain't winning that challenge. I got nope, no I agree. not throwing the challenge flag because they're not winning it. I, I understand what you're saying. You know, was it a touchdown? Maybe. I think it would depend on the game. Honest to God. Do you know how it goes? Nothing's, yep. nothing's set in stone with this shit. Absolutely. Goes. So it's fine. It, it was a hell of a defensive play. It was a great defensive play, but like, oh my God, you would have held on to the because like, yeah. that, that was it. You you, you, hold on, you hold on to that. That was the game. Well, one of the one of them. You know, you could say that about a million things. But and then, oh God, Rico, and I know you're as big a fan of him as I am. Um, Will Dirty looked like he wanted to cry after that game. Balled out, had an incredible game. game um, you know, could he have gotten out of bounds? Maybe. At the end of the day, we're also assuming Tyler Bass is nuking a 55-yarder after that shank he had before it. So who knows? But, yes, I think he could have gotten out of bounds, but the whole thing was wank to begin with. What people aren't talking about, don't blame McKenzie. Blame Questenberry for the hold, the play prior. He got flagged for a 10-yard hold. No one's talking about that. They were five yards away from field goal position. Then they all of a sudden were 15 yards away. No one's bringing that up. about it, but nobody wants to do it. They want to talk about it. They want to divert everybody's McKenzie's fault because he didn't run a he didn't run at the speed of light 50 yards across the field to go out of bounds. I can't remember when it happened. I don't know when. If you you probably have a better memory than I do. Didn't we take a 15-yard misconduct penalty? Yeah, Allen ripped off Christian Benford or whoever was not Christian Benford. The only he, thing I can remember is when that was. Was that on the, the other one too? And I want to talk about this one because I, this shit pisses me off like you wouldn't believe. Because I don't, and it's not just with the Bills; it's with every team. When I see this stuff, no matter who gets affected by it, I hate it. Jaquan Johnson lit up whoever it was right on the on the end zone there. One mm-hmm. of those Dolphins wide receivers. Yep. 15-yard penalty, yep. the Dolphins scored. I think that was a third down. It gave them a first down, the Dolphins. Visibly, it looked like he cleaned his clock. I get it. And if it were the Bills, we would have saw a million tweets. That was a flag. That was a personal foul. Yeah, I get it. It's always that way. I'm being completely unbiased here. If this happened, if Xavier Howard did this to Diggs, I would say the same thing. On that throw... What in the hell is Jaquan Johnson supposed to do? He is standing right in front of the receiver, and it's not like he lowered his helmet into the other helmet. It was the shoulder. It's just because it looked like an absolute, you know, butcher of a hit. But in reality, if he would have caught it and tackled him, I don't know if you're calling that. That call to me is so messed up because it's another reason why defenders can pretty much do nothing these days when it comes to actually playing the ball. It's hard. It, it is very hard. Now, I listen, I'm with you. There's, there's, there wasn't a, it was a bang. We call that a bang, bang play. It's like, it's so quick. Now, I do agree with the call because it was 
he the ball was not near him. The ball was not near him. You do and agree with that? Okay. He still. I'm saying it's just the way it was. It's just, well, the, it's just the way it was. If it's, that's the way it was, then then they missed the hell out of this one, Randy coming in, right? And that's the other thing. There's no consistency. Well, I, I actually agree with that hit. I thought that was a legit hit. The one with Knox uh, got his head blown off. Dude, there's no way you can think one is one and not the other. Those are like the same thing. It's crazy because like I look at that hit. There's a problem and I, with it, right? There's no direct way of thinking about it. That's hard the problem. I tried to take my my. I'm not a Bills fan. I'm watching two yeah, teams uh-huh. that I could care less about. I would have. I said, "Woo!" The same way I would have been for well, any. Did, other you, did you see the other angle though? There's two angles to it. I only saw the. I think I only saw the one angle. So like the other angle. Okay. It looked worse than the original. The original, Maybe. I thought it was clean, and my dad yeah, said that that was a hit or uh, an illegal hit. And I'm like, I didn't see it. And they showed the opposite side, and it did look bad. But to me. If you want to do that, then it's the same as the other one. If it's up for interpretation, then you either call it or you don't on both on both plays. And your and thing is, if I didn't I didn't see the I may have missed that that whole other section uh, other angle. Uh, but here's the thing with with the the refs in this game, it was there was a lot of inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying they were calling the ticky tack stuff, but then letting the you know I mean the bigger things fly. It, it was just weird. It was like inconsistent, but it's tough being a ref. It is very tough. I know I couldn't do it. You got it. You got to mention about it. I got to tell you that I'm not, I'm not the one out there. Uh, one more thing on the refs before we wrap that up. Yep. The Milano hit was not dirty. Okay, it wasn't dirty. He I didn't. That one. He didn't drive to it into the ground. It was a late hit. But Milano, you know Rico. Milano's not a dirty player. No, and he was not trying to throw to a two was a real light, small quarterback. And Milano mm. was one of the strongest guys on that entire team. I wouldn't want to get hit by him for a million bucks. No, I understand it looked bad. I did not view that play as dirty. Um, but was, hey, Tua really did get it hit. His, that was the play. Yeah. Okay. So I missed that. I missed that play. Like while this was going on, I'm trying to get my power back and. My water wasn't running. It was, it was so wifey's like, yo, can you come fix this? I'm like, yo, while the game is going on and I can't not put the freaking water to fix the water because we were getting hot water. So I missed all that sequence and I wasn't going to go back because the momentum yeah. of the game was just too good. No, anyway, no, no, no need. I digress. Uh, and Cameron here saying was the pass to Gabe Davis in the end zone of TD, probably depending on who, who the ref, the ref was that day. It could have been, a, it, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but Hey, they were never winning that challenge. I can, you can go to bed tonight. Rest nah, they were never I mean, overturning that. We're not gonna win that. They they would have they would have challenged that. Let's just say they said touchdown. They would have freaking returned that. Like no, nah, he never had possession of that. It's tough though because he that was a great defensive play from the DB man. It was incredible, absolutely amazing defensive play. So you want to know what? I think in that situation, if it's a ticky tack call, you reward the defender in that situation because. How often do they get rewarded? Not very often. You can't do a damn thing. So it was a great play. Let's talk about Josh Allen, Rico. Um, are you sure you want to get there? Because there's going to be, there's going to be some people that just, it's fine you know, because there, there's, there's a lot to well, talk about. To save your Josh Allen. Come on. So I, I'm going to, I want, I want, uh, here's what I want to do. Talk about it. I want to say my piece. I want you to say your piece. <laughs> and then I want I, without any interruption, without any comment. And then we kind of converge afterwards and kind of oh, yeah. come to a, a mutual thought on the whole situation. Let's go. So here's how I look at it with Allen, right? There is no team in maybe sports that's more reliant on one single guy than the Bills are on Josh Allen. Once again, in this game, Josh Allen is expected to do absolutely everything at all times to absolute either perfection or close to it. He is supposed to execute 
at all times while also being the guy who is expected to do so every single play. He throws the ball 62 times this game, and he also rushes it for eight times, leading once again the Bills in rush yards. The Bills ran 90 plays in this heat that everybody wants to use as an excuse, right? Josh Allen either threw the ball or ran the ball 70 of those 90 plays. And by the end of that game, that the reason he put his head on Tua, which everybody's making into a thing, and I like Tua, by the way. That was cool. I like that moment. People are like, oh, this is weak or whatever. I'm like, no, it's not, man. These guys are all know each other. They're cool. Don't, it's nothing. And we'll talk about the Dorsey thing later, too, because that's something. But, but anyway, it, it, I like that. And the reason I think Allen put his head on his shoulder, man, the dude was probably about to collapse. Allen didn't have a thing left in him. Thank you. He didn't have a thing left in him. And I saw a few reporters tweet out that they saw in the locker room that, you know, all these guys are tired after the game. They had never seen anything quite like this. I mean, these guys couldn't even stand up. And Allen, let me tell you what, he, no one on earth wants to win more than that guy. Sometimes it gets shown in a bad way. Allen should not be ripping the helmets off of guys. He was visibly frustrated numerous times yesterday. I thought Allen emotionally unraveled a bit yesterday, and I thought he reverted back to a few of his tendencies that we saw early on in his career that wound up being absolutely picked apart and used against him. He either slammed the ball or the helmet on the ground four or five times yesterday, and he also did the thing with Christian uh, Wilkinson or whatever was ripping his helmet off. And look at if Tom Brady did that, Bills would Bills fans would have went to Twitter and had an absolute field day with it because it was Josh Allen. Everybody's like it's fiery or whatever. I look at it. I, I see it both ways. It is fiery, and I think the reason Tom Brady did that forever is because nobody wanted to win more than Tom Brady. So I get it. But we also ripped Tom Brady for it. I understand Allen. I get it, and no one wants to win more than him. To the, at the same time, though, you can't fault anybody for looking at it and, and thinking the other way because we did with Tom Brady for years. The same thing with Ken Dorsey's, the same thing with Belichick. We used how many times have we used the meme of Belichick throwing the phone against the Bills? We use it all the time. All the time. All the time. Look, I love the Dorsey thing personally. I love it. That guy feels what I feel, man. That guy wants to win so bad. He had an absolute four-year-old temper tantrum. Does it look good? No, not at all. But I love it. If Belichick did it, would I be making fun of it? Absolutely. I like Ken Dorsey. I don't like Belichick. But that's what this comes down to, right? Everybody in Buffalo loves it. Everybody outside doesn't like it. It's the same thing with Allen. But, hey, the difference between Dorsey and Allen is that Allen – Look, at you're the quarterback here. Baker Mayfield gets shredded for stuff like that. Brady gets shredded for stuff like that. Yep. yep. I understand getting visibly upset every now and then, and I understand that he supposedly got his balls ripped off, which is BS. But you, you, you got to find a way to not be doing that because you want to know what, if you lose the game like they did and you do all that, now that's all that's on Twitter now, and that's the world we live in. Alan ripping the helmet off, Alan slamming the stuff. I get he no one wants to win more than him. And it's an emotional game, man. I just thought yesterday he displayed a little bit of emotional unraveling beyond what we have become used to with him. I, I, I'm not saying it's an issue, but I will say I thought that it just seemed like the, the dolphins were in his head yesterday from the jump. And it didn't just come down to him slamming the ball and ripping the helmets off. He was throwing the ball erratically all day long. I think it was because of the pressure and he was anticipating it far too often. And I think I understand why it's because he was getting hit nonstop and there were guys in his face all, all day. It just seemed like they, they were in his head early, they but were. to that point, 
the Bills aren't even in a two-point game without Allen yesterday. The guy made some unbelievable throws, some ah. unbelievable plays. The guy looked extraordinary yet again yesterday. You watch that game, and you watch Josh Allen, and you just think to yourself, thank God that guy's on my team. I understand he didn't get it done towards the end. I understand all the things that I just mentioned happen. But when you get down to it, man, they had to rely on him to throw the ball 60-plus times and run it the amount of times that he did, and they were this close. That It was all on his shoulders, and they were this close. You have to wonder, are the Bills far too reliant on Josh Allen? And I think that the argument could be made that they are because you get to the point where – it almost just seems like it is just a too, it's too much. You cannot be throwing the ball 62 times and also lead the team in rushing and then be expected to have gas in the tank at the end to wind up being able to make all these other different plays. That's why I, I don't know what happened on that McKenzie throw, but I, I have to imagine that played a factor. If he had to go get an X-ray, then I don't know what happened. But Rico, on top of it all, that throw in particular, the throw to, to, to McKenzie. If Allen was able to make all the other plays all day long, what exactly happened on that throw? Because that, I don't know, at the end of the day, injured, gassed, whatever, the throw was in the dirt. It doesn't matter what happened. Doesn't. My point is to get up to that, right? The reason I think it might have came to that the guy was asked to do everything and then some all the way up to that 40 minutes of possession and 90 plays where he had to run every one of them. And there was no run game help whatsoever. I think that that kind of culminated, but at the end of the day, we have to face the fact that yes, that ball was in the ground. Isaiah McKenzie was wide open and the Bills should have had a touchdown there and it should have been the game. Okay, there's so many things I want to unpack. So many things I want to unpack. All right. So um, that, that unnecessary roughness on Allen, was in the fourth and it was in our second last drive after before the punt before where he ripped off before the helmet yeah yeah before the butt punt right so let's go to Allen Allen is at Allen is asked to do a whole lot of things because he is Allen we drafted him in the first freaking round in the top 10 pick and the guy is he's a rock star now Allen sometimes will divert back to old Allen where I didn't have the greatest talent on the team. So sometimes I got to put shit on my back and I got to do it all by myself. And for the most part, he's been very successful doing so. But this was, this was, this game, it's, it was a, a mix of two Allens. But I'll, I'll try my best to explain what I mean by this, right? We have the Allen that we see right now as the elite Allen, right? The Allen that, yo, I trust this guy with the football and he actually is able to make the best plays possible. That's a fact, right? Also a fact, we lost the game. Now, if we're staying on things that are factual, here's another big fact. We didn't have our starting center. We didn't have our starting right tackle. We didn't have our starting right guard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we, we lost Tommy Doyle. Like we were, we had a makeshift line on the right side of the line. So you have elite Allen. But then Allen is not trusting the right side of his line. So now he's unsettled. So now he has to revert back to the Allen that has to do everything to get this team where they need to be. And he really did do it. But along the way, 
You have another team that's game plan for your ass the last three years. They know your tendencies and it's crunch time and you're down and you're trying to do everything you can. There's a lot more pressure on you. So he faltered. It happens. There's nothing more that we could ask for. He's got one of the best receivers in the game is Stefan Diggs. Like, he was checking a- himself out a lot too. That didn't help. That well, you didn't know what? Help. David Howard was in and out of the game too. Right? I know. Everyone was dropping like flies. So there's no excuses, right? You have a very good tight end in Dawson Knox that was in the game. Right. You have a bevy of running backs that you guys claim are RB1 and he'd be RB1 everywhere. Nowhere to be seen. Right. But what ends up being the focal point is we had an old line that he didn't trust. So he wasn't as comfortable as he would like to be behind the line, which mm-hmm. would have him do the old Allen things. Right. Scrap mm-hmm. a little too soon. I mean, there was even a time where the um, an announcer was like. Allen had much more time to hold on to that ball, but he he got rid of it sooner than he. Yeah, they were in his head. That's what I'm getting at. They they were on his ass so much. He he. That was the that's what the, the wound up coming of it. When he did have time, he didn't think he had time, and that's what resulted in it. Trust in your O line, and right now you have a makeshift O line, and it's not going to get any better because a lot of these guys are still banged up. I don't know what happened to Spencer Brown. Spencer Brown was he was getting cooked. Oh heat, my, heat sickness. <laughs> whatever yeah, yeah he had heat stroke or whatever yeah he got he was getting cooked man he was getting melvin ingram had his ass all right that's number one. Oh, right he, melvin ingram had a day yesterday i'm just saying okay let's give credit to the dolphins the dolphins no had doubt. A- their defense balled out yesterday they put it all out they put a good game plan together they they have the players that can match up well with Stephen howard shut down digs no one's done that in a while well I wouldn't say he shut him down per se because Diggs had his own. He had 74 yards. I mean, but not the type of Diggs day that we've but had. But it was very, it was a quiet 74. He had, he had a lot of it on that first play of the game, you know? It was a quiet 74. But yeah. at the end of the day, here's the deal. At the end of the day, you did have all those mistakes and all those things. You still were in position to win the game, and we didn't make it. Now, yep. let's go to, and this is what I, 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 I said on the, Last play of our our series before we if we can make a decision on getting it close enough to kick to get a field goal attempt before I even break that huddle. Now I don't know. I would love to know what was said in that huddle, but yeah, so would I. The Tom Brady, like Drew Brees, like all the greats that we've 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 been watching the last few years, right? Before they break that huddle, I would assume they'd say, "Hey, fellas, we ain't got no timeouts." You know what I'm saying? The minute you catch that ball, like try to get the yards, but go down so we can get this freaking uh, this situation set up so we can kick this football. Y'all got it? Ready? Break. That's what should have been said. Now, if it was said, great. Then that means McKenzie got some kind of blip that he felt that maybe I can get two more yards, kill more time, and then ruin the chance where you had a clear shot for a sideline, which would have saved us at least a second. That but he almost was- got sacked on it. That was the other thing. Allen. But it still, it still had time for, for McKenzie to have. McKenzie cut it up. He should have just went straight. I know. He had said he was trying to get more in Bass's range, but at that point, it wouldn't have mattered. They didn't have the time. Listen, don't worry about getting more in Bass's range. Get the F down because guess what? Did you get in Bass's range? No, we didn't have time. So don't give me that I tried to get in Bass's range. That's not your call. Your call is to catch the freaking football, either get down or get out of bounds. Your quarterback should have said that to you, and that should have been communicated. That should be known. You're in the NFL. Awareness, fellas. Now, don't get me all worked up because that's what that's what killed me. I was like, either get out of bounds or get down. So that way the rest fat ass can pick up the ball, put it down, question bear, whoever, whoever the freaking center was. I don't know who was. Were you at center? I don't even know who was at center. It was, that, it was that third stringer there. Uh, Greg Mance. I know. Yeah, Mance. 
I know. I just know his name. Being funny, I guess. That didn't, they went over everybody's head. But anyway, it was the point is so many things were going on. We had an opportunity to still stick this win out and get it. But situational awareness. And we didn't have it. We didn't, want to, yeah. There's a couple of things. There's a Mark Hartle, my man. There's a, yeah. Where are we at? I'm trying to find it here. A um, couple of comments I want to address here because I want to clarify. Yeah. Mark Hartle here. He said, he, he said this twice about what I said when I said, Allen was a bit erratic yesterday. He goes, did you watch Brady and Rogers stumble on stumble around last night? And you think Allen was erratic? Look, I watched a lot of the league yesterday and I clearly said earlier that you watch Josh Allen and you say to yourself, thank God that guy's on my team. And I also said the Bills wouldn't even have been close to within two points of that game if it wasn't for Josh Allen yesterday. Absolutely. He also had six turnover-worthy plays, according to PFF. And I know people are going to say, oh, it's PFF. But there were six or so throws, clearly, yesterday that probably should have been picked off. He threw plenty of balls that were very, very close to being interceptions. And when I say erratic, I'm talking about what Rico was saying earlier. There were plenty of plays where it just seemed like he wasn't comfortable out there, but I understand it completely because of the situation. And I do understand that you can't expect perfection from Allen all the time. And this is a problem with what you, when you have games, like he's played the last two outings prior to this, you expect that a victory and all that other stuff at the end of the day. Yes. Did he have six turnover worthy plays? Yes. Did he, did he have that fumble uh, when he was hit and that wound up resulting in a touchdown? Yes. And did he throw the ball short to McKenzie? That could have been the game winning touchdown. Yes. At the same time, it was all facts. 400 yards, two touchdowns, 60 plus attempts. And he completed over 40, some of them. I, I, I am not blaming this one on Allen whatsoever. No, I'm not at all. I think that there were aspects of it that he could have capitalized on that would have helped the bills, but I have a really tough time criticizing any of those. Why? 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 Because at the same time, Rico, that game isn't even close to what it was. If it wasn't for half the things that he wound up pulling off in the first place. That's why we drafted him. That's why we gave him a quarter freaking billion dollars. Yeah, we did. He gave him a quarter billion dollars, and he wound up doing just about anything you could have imagined yesterday. He was your leading running back, and he also threw the ball 62 times. That's why we paid you. We paid you to be that guy. We paid you to be him. Isn't that what we say? I am him. He is that guy. Well, we paid you to do that. Same way for Von Miller. I I was a moment yesterday where you said to yourself that he he's not him. I he is just just the McKenzie. But are you saying you're blaming this on Allen, or you're not blaming this on Allen? I'm saying that we lost because of Allen's throw to Diggs. I mean, to excuse me, to McKenzie. It's simple, but nobody well, wants to talk one about of the that. reasons we lost for sure. That is the reason because if he hits him, we win. Yes, that's true. But it, that's true, right? But it and also, it also, also I, I'm. I think he's trash and this that. Like you can, those two can be very accurate. He was the reason we were in this game, but he's also the reason that we lost. As simple as that. That to me is one reason. The other reason would be the fact that there was an errant miss snap that would have led to three points. Tyler Bass kicked a field goal that was nowhere near the actual field goal. It was literally in the third level of the stands towards the left of the sidelines. That didn't help. The amazing play on Gabe Davis that was that ball couldn't have been better thrown. That didn't help. And uh, there's a lot of factors. A lot of them. I think Allen's TD or TD, what would have been TD throw in the dirt to Diggs 
or excuse me, to McKenzie is on that list to blame it directly on that. To me, I have a tough time with that. And I also have to take into consideration Rico that, you know, God forbid that happened, but it did happen. It I did look happen. at it both ways. You're right. And I think that Listen, that's it, to put it. you're right. Did, just, would that have won us the game? Yes. Listen, it, it, people don't want to do it. And, and my man Z, but I love him to death, but he's having a hard time to say 17 costs us the game. But it's okay to say. No, I don't, but I don't believe that. I don't believe he did. If you ask Josh Allen, Josh, was that on you? Yes. It was on me. That I throw was on him. Yes. I missed it. Th- but that's what was the, that would have been the game winner. I, I'm confident enough that that throw to Diggs would have been the game winner. The defense did what they were supposed to do. Defense did what they were supposed to do. They- You're making it seem like that was the sole thing to blame. I think it is one of the things to blame. I think it's on the list. I feel like you're the way you're saying it, I'm getting the vibe that you're saying that that was like the end-all, be-all dagger that ultimately cost the game out of everything else. That was the one thing. Okay, let me ask you the let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Was Isaiah McKenzie wide open? He sure as hell was. Thank you. That's all. I, was he wide open? Was did Josh Allen have somebody in his face? No. Did Josh Allen miss the throw? Absolutely. That's it. And that to me is what confuses. It's more confusing to me. It looked like he was stumbling on his own two feet, and then it also looked like his hand was hurt. I don't know what happened there. No, but that that's where the like because he saw the play. They do it all the time, right? It's just sometimes you have it, and sometimes you don't, man. Kobe Bryant. It's automatic for my man, Kobe. Automatic. Yeah. There's some gays like, yo, I had that. That thing was right there. And sometimes the ball just goes, do, 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 out it goes. Right? Let me ask you this question. Go ahead. <laughs> Based on your logic then, yeah, you also think that the game is solely to blame on Matt Milano for dropping that easy pick six. I mean, shoot, man. That thing was right in your hands. Was hand. it in his hands? Yes. It was right in when his he hand, on it? Yes. It was right in his hands, man, but... It, it is what it is. And I'm just saying, it is what it is. Because at the end of the day, he's our general. He That ball is in his hands. And once it leaves your hands and get it to you. Now, if Isaiah McKenzie drops the ball, Josh Allen did his job to get us there. And it was just a drop. But then that's what happened with the Davis situation. though. He got it there. That would have won the game, too. There's a lot of, listen, many things happen. But at the end of the day, last the last the last play for us to get us over the hump, 17 didn't get it done. That's it. It's it's not a bad thing. It was so on. No, Rico, you're so right. It is on that list, though. Yeah. But people don't want it. People don't want to talk about it. We gotta get. We gotta get to John DeMarkey. He's he's got plenty of stuff. You might have to go back to John DeMarkey because he he's had a few. So I'm I'm out of sorts. But start with this one though, because Johnny's not he's not buying what you're saying. He's He's like, come on, man. This is so not on JA17. Let me know anytime a Bills player made a play for Josh yesterday, which I have to agree with. You know what? And I'm gonna I want to touch on this because this is something that I looked at earlier, and this is just the double down on how he had to do everything. If you want to go take a look at the run stats from yesterday. It'll make you vomit when you go down to, to the fact and realize that this Bills team yesterday had 115 yards in the ground. Allen accounted for 47 of them, and the other 43 came from one run from Zach Moss. So if you erase 43 yards on one run from Zach Moss towards the end of the game, which was a complete aberration because he couldn't get a yard on anything else, you erase 43 from that, and Allen accounted for more than half the rush yards yesterday no. on top of all the times he threw. I know. Nobody was helping him. There is no other help. And that was, of course, See, but on we, top of the missing line. You know what I'm saying? We can't use that. We can't use that 
all the we can't use that because like the times that we win an obliterated team, you know, we talk about all these other players. That, like I mean, this was had this happened to be a game that somebody was like able to kind of punch a little punch back a little bit. Obviously, oh yeah, their defensive line was extraordinary. They did a good job, man. So it's nothing bad. But I don't want to take away from John and Marchi. Johnny, yeah. Johnny said Johnny doesn't agree. Um, we could have had more help from other people. Um, I would love for my run game to be a little more effective, but how effective can you be when you're running with, you know, saying like second this, and third string? This is where I'm more in agreement with you on this angle of it. Yeah. We can't rely on anybody else. There's nobody else to rely on. So it's not like we can, we can't, yes, you, two things can be true. You're right, Johnny. He didn't have any help. And what you, if you were a major trend? The hell is that? Yeah, cyber attacks. My fault. Johnny, okay. you're right. It's not, uh, he didn't have any other help. And I don't particularly think this game is on Allen. At the same time, though, Josh Allen is this guy, like Rico said, who has been paid and has proven to be the guy that is just going to have to be solely relied upon in order to propel this offense to victory every week. Sure. That's the reality of it. And to Rico's point, he did enough to it to do it. But when it came down to the one throw that would have done it, it didn't happen. So I That's think both point. things can be true. He did do it. And at the end, he didn't do it all at the same time. But you could say that about a ton of stuff for the Bills yesterday. And Rico, that ultimately wound up all adding up to the loss. Things they could have done that sure. they ultimately didn't do. I, and, I agree with that. and they lost. I agree with that. Because, I mean, if we all, if 10, like, listen, nine, eight to nine times out of 10, especially with the roster that the Dolphins are fielding right now, Bills win this game, especially if we're healthy. We're healthy. I would have loved to have seen the game. How that's the shame, too. Like, I would have loved to have seen how the Dolphins competed. And how the Bills showed up against this team. Because I do think that it is a, I think it's a fun matchup. I would have loved to have seen what it wound up being had it have been healthy. It would have been nice. It would have been nice. It, obviously, everyone knows. Everybody and their mama knows it would have been different. Even Vegas knows For that. Sure. For sure. We well, got Vegas three. swung the, the line almost three points before the game started. I'm telling you, man. Uh, I mean, listen, we, we already know what it is. Here's John DeMarchi again. And uh, Let's take a look here. What's Johnny saying? Johnny's saying he rewatched the game and Allen had 33 pressures and 65 dropbacks, four QBs last year, or in the last four years, rather, uh, in 1,000 plus games. Mahomes, Super Bowl 31 to 9, lost to Tampa Bay, had 34. Wow. And we all remember how that game looked. Um, Miami attacked Allen, eight man. Absolutely, Johnny. And me and Rico have been saying that all night. That is the one thing I don't think anybody was expecting. And it wound up being the biggest difference this Miami defense. Give them credit. Absolutely. And you know what, Rico? Someone earlier said, uh, how is uh, allowing 400 yards to Allen dominating? Well, they also strip-sacked him, and that resulted in a touchdown. They also almost picked the ball off, ball off six times. They also made that incredible play on Davis to strip the ball away. Yeah, they did allow 400, 400 yards, but at the end of the day, to beat the Bills, you got to bend but not break, and they didn't break. That's they it. forced field goal attempts. They forced them off the field when it mattered. They didn't allow him to get an additional touchdown the entire, what, second half? So they only scored five points in the second half. I mean, this defense, despite giving up those yards, they didn't allow the Bills to score a touchdown in the second half. And this is a Bills offense that looked like they were unstoppable the first two weeks. The Miami D deserves all the credit in the world. They do. And we can't take that away. There's nothing wrong with giving some love to the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I, I don't, you have to give credit where it's due, man. You got to. Listen, Ziba, are you, are you the only? Do you have a sibling? Or are you the only child? No, I got a sister. 
You got a sister. All right. So I got an older brother and we used to play for those that are in my age. We used to, I used to play NBA jam with my brother. Oh, it was great. Wasn't I love that NBA jam was one of my favorites on the second Genesis. And he would whoop my ass every (laughs) time because he mastered the, the dunks. I was always doing the, the the two hand dunk. I was like, how are you getting up and doing all this? Until I, one time I beat his ass because I knew everything he would do. And I practiced because I've lost so many times to him. And I was finally able to beat him. And I was like, Mm, redemption right Miami Dolphins know us well it's a division game here's another thing it's a division game all division games are tough the Dolphins play the Pat the Patriots tough every even when Tom Brady was there they beat the Patriots because they played them way better than we ever did it's a division game folks it's it's just what happened listen we've been we've been pretty damn good the last few years but you think it's going to be like forever Hey, shout out Mike McDaniel, too. I freaking love that guy and that guy. Hey, he's getting these guys playing the right way and getting it done. Johnny DeMarchi is third and last one. Johnny, we appreciate you, brother. Hey, doubt about it. Key point, Ingram whips 73, uh, yeah. has both arms on Allen, as did 15 Phillips, and Josh escaped and got a little dirt. It's a great point because at the end of the day, and this is kind of like – you know, another point to you, Rico, where it's like, you know, could he have done it more? Yes. But at the same time, like some of these plays wouldn't even have been arguable because they wouldn't have happened. Like Allen got that ball to McKenzie. I would have been sacked. Yeah, so did I. And that's why, like Rico, to me, I under because you know when it comes to this, you and I, I'm so like understanding it because I hate when you and I have had this conversation a million times. I hate when nobody can you know, say that Allen had a bad game or say that Allen, yeah. you know, did yeah. this. Or that. Allen did not have a bad game yesterday nope. by any stretch at nope. all. Nope. I think all you're saying is that there was a key play and Allen didn't make, make it. And that was a factor towards the loss. And that is true. At the end of the day, though, the reason why it's like, I think so hard to find a way to, to harp on things that didn't go right for Allen in that game is because there were also so many different times throughout the game that he made a play behind a practice squad center. And I'm not making an excuse. I'm just saying it was the reality. Like that dot to dig or to Davis, that fade ball mm. on, I mean, dude, he, he had like two seconds to throw that ball. And like, we're talking about here with McKenzie. I mean, Allen really just, he balled out yesterday and it's unfortunate because if he would have gotten that ball to McKenzie, the narrative on Allen today would have been like you wouldn't have imagined. It exactly. Was insane. Exactly. It, insane. it happens. I'm, I'm going to give one, one last thing, right? Yeah. If for, for basketball players, um, you know what I'm saying? Like that, I watched good basketball in the 90s, right? It was Nick Anderson. I don't know who, who knows who Nick Anderson is. Nick Anderson played for the Orlando Magic. Nick Anderson is known as a shooter. Nick Anderson is also great free throw shooters. He has Four free throws to hit to win the game. He misses all four. Pressure, nerves, a lot of things play into factor. You know what I'm saying? So Allen is a beast. Allen is that dude. I love Allen. But it was just one of those situations where it just didn't work out for us. But how he got out of what John DeMarchi was saying, that that was just amazing. amazing. It was a mess. I don't know how he got out of that. And it, that's why Allen is amazing because he gave us a chance and it just sucks because that would have been perfect. Give us a chance. Tyler Bass redeems himself. He hits a long field goal. Bills win. We're out of here. Right. And now we're the ones bumping our guns to Miami, but it's not our turn. You know, what was crazy yesterday, Rico. It was, it, 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 
it gave us a, ta- a taste of the classic bills where they they always give you uh, a glimmer of hope until they absolutely take you out at the knees. How about because even even at the end of the day, we go like you said. You know, yeah, that that throw didn't get there, and it would have won us the game, could have won us the game, whatever. Okay, it doesn't happen. And at that moment, you're thinking the game's over. Miami kicks the punt off Dude. their own guy's ass. Okay. And it's a safety. And here you are. I mean, I'm freaking out. I already think this game's over. And I go, you got to right. be kidding me. They got a buck and a half left and a timeout, and all they right. need is a field goal. So that, to me, is what's nuts about this. Every opportunity in the book. That's why this loss is so hard to swallow down to the fact that the punter that'll be played on loop for the rest of eternity. That will be in the NFL shrine of bloopers forever with the butt fumble, the butt punt. All of it happened and the bills still just couldn't get it done. That's why it stings so bad. You know, what's tough too, though. And I don't know if I, I'm sure we all noticed it, right? So the safety happens, right? Shanks shanks off the freaking running back's butt. God, out awesome. of bounds. We're down two. We get the ball back with a buck and a half to really do it. Dude, that punt freaking sent us all the way back. I was like, holy, this boy just got rid of that thing. That was an incredible play. You're it the free play you're talking about, right? That was nuts. He I'm like, booted that thing. We're going to get this at midfield at least, and then Josh is going to do what he does, and then we're going to win this game. That punt saved the freaking Dolphins. That's man. a great point. That was dude. an unbelievable – I thought the same thing. I go, dude, I was gonna that, say that, that was just that. as deep as a normal kickoff. Yeah. M. Baller coming in. He, he's liking Mike McDaniel too. What's not to like? That guy's I – like, I like his energy, man. He seems like a real p- uh, player person, and they seem to love him over there in Miami. And, hey, man, can't yeah. start your career off much better. There's new Rico. swell in Miami, man, and they, yeah. it's good. That's what that's – what, McDermott did to the Bills. You talked about the process, yeah. right? And we got everybody drinking that process juice. Mm. Give me more of that process Absolutely. juice, right? And guess what? what? Everybody's talking about talk to look, look at the process now. I know we're the best teams in the AFC. We're 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 slated to go to the Super Bowl. Like, come on, man. Like, it's okay to lose, guys. This is this is a more like you said. You talked about Von Miller saying this will kind of like give us some humility mm-hmm. and, and make us stronger going forward. Like, did we think we we're gonna go seventeen and zero? Yeah. Better we lose to the Miami Dolphins right now early, and then we pick up steam later on and roll all over them. Yeah. And this one goes out to Dolphins fans and Bills fans in here. You know, we we could be the, the Broncos-Niners game last night or the Cowboys-Giants game. At least we got a classic game yesterday. I mean, how this stuff's even on TV to me anymore is unbelievable. So, yeah, I know we lost it yesterday, but at least it had me pacing back and forth and wanting to throw off. I missed that feeling. I haven't felt that since the Chiefs game. So, it was a, a fun game. one. To put this in a bow, Rigo, before we touch on one more thing before we get yep. out of here, yep. I just want to say this. The Bills, contrary to my, my main man, Kingpin Pierre, contrary to his line of thought, the Bills were never going 17-0 this year. They lost to a playoff team in Miami. Yes, did they shoot themselves in the foot a million times? Absolutely. But did Miami do what they had to do to get it done? Yes. The Bills lost the game. It sucks but it's not the end of the world and the bills are going to get healthier. I want you to think about this when you ultimately think about what this does to the bills moving forward, the chiefs lost yesterday and they had no excuse. There wasn't like they were depleted like the bills were, and they lost to the Colts who have looked ass. They have looked terrible. They lost that game. The chargers got absolutely 
destroyed by the Jacksonville Jaguars. The new revamped Devontae Adams added Las Vegas Raiders have not won a single game. Mm -hmm. And the Cincinnati Bengals have looked mid at best and got their first win yesterday. The Broncos look horrendous. And Russell Wilson looks like he should have retired two years ago after what I've been seeing. And Nathaniel Hackett, I don't know how the hell he's still playing. He's still coaching right now. My point here is this. Yeah, Miami's a good team. And so is the Bills. They're a great team. And if you look around the AFC here, no matter what had happened yesterday, uh, the Bills, you look around and there's nothing to worry about, in my opinion. It's as open as it was to begin things. And if anything, I'm less concerned about the AFC landscape than I was before the year. Some of these teams that I thought were going to be unstoppable have looked god-awful, Rico. Even though the Bills lost yesterday, they still proved why they're one of the best teams in the league. Despite all the injuries, they proved that the depth and the talent and the work ethic on that team is going to keep you in any game, no matter what, win or lose. You're absolutely right. Look, look, Pittsburgh lose to the freaking Browns. Baltimore absolutely, I mean, they, they, they took care of business in New England. The Colts beat the Chiefs 20 to 17 for crying out loud. I thought the Chiefs were, I mean, they were going to be the Chiefs, right? Uh, that was a crazy New loss. New Orleans. I mean, the freaking Chicago Bears barely beat the, like, fam, like, look at this. It's all over the place. It's all over the place. Detroit Lions, although they're losing, they're an entertaining, a good, solid team. So you can't, you can't hate on it, man. It's just, it's just the way it is, man. We just yeah. got to embrace it. This is a nice touch, by the way, M Baller. It, it is so nice to see Josh McDaniels. I mean, it, to not win. That's not great. I love it. He's a bum. Yeah, well, I just, you know how anybody from Buffalo has no, <laughs> no love for Josh McDaniels. All right. Two things, Rigo, I want to touch on before we get out of here. Um, well, hold on. You got to hit up John DeMarchi. I think you put up a Where's Johnny? Johnny got us another one? Johnny, my man. You're, 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 okay, here we go. This is Rico. James Cook. More snaps. Z-Bot, I'll let you touch on that, and then I'm going to touch on that. More James, designed throws. I loved it. Yesterday, we saw an incredible design play that I love where they lined him up on the outside with the wide receivers and brought him in on a quick slant. Allen hit him immediately, and he got up the field for almost a first down, I think, if not a first down. I think it was a nine-yard gain. The point is, the reason he played as much as he did yesterday – is because Dorsey realized, one, they can't run the ball, and two, they can't beat this blitz. We have to get the ball out to the running backs, and that's why James Cook played so much because that's why they drafted him. I don't need to see him running the ball much more, to be honest with you, because nobody really is going to be able to execute there. I'd love to see more of him getting the ball on those swing routes and those design throws because I think that is exactly why they brought him in. So more snaps? You want him to have more snaps? Get on the field more? More? What Yesterday was fine to me. What they did with him yesterday was fine with me. Let's, let's talk about it because if if we if you are fine with what uh, Mr. James Cook was able to give us, let's see, he had uh, one reception. Excuse me, he had one carry mm-hmm. and receptions did he have? He had so he had five touches yesterday. Mm-hmm. So here's my answer to this: Yes, more snaps. Not because I think he's amazing. I don't. I don't think. I don't see him the way everybody else sees him as as he's out of Georgia and he's this and I don't see it. I see him as a decent back. He's all right. I think we overdrafted him in the second round. That's just my opinion. Now, more snaps? Yes. Why? Because we did draft him in the second round and I'm done with this three running backs by committee. Yeah, that, that to me, I'm not, not liking that. No. Get rid of it. If you have three running backs, you have none. So guess what? One of these guys are going to have to be deactivated. Take your pick. You know it's not going to be Devin Singletary, so it's going to be between Zach Moss and James Cook. So where do you place your value, Zach Moss or James Cook? This whole three running backs by committee, 
I'm not with it. So let's go with two. Let's go with Devin Singletary and James Cook. Let's see what they give us. And if it doesn't look good, then just go with Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. I'm 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 done with this whole three running back in my community. I totally agree. It sickens me. I'm done with it. More snaps, yes, but because I want two guys going. And Zach Moss, by the way, yeah, he had the best run of the day yesterday, but, but before that, he couldn't get a yard. So I, I know people are clamoring for him, but it hasn't been there. And it, But at the end of the day, it, who has it really been there for? The run game has been rough. I'd like to see more getting them touches through the air. I loved, I loved what Singletary did through the air yesterday. It was incredible. He caught almost everything that went his way. And Dude, nice was, yesterday, man. Yeah, I mean, he was as big a factor in that game as anybody yesterday right. through the air. Thanks. Um. All right, so before we kind of give our thoughts going forward on the Ravens game this coming week, I want to get your thoughts on this because I love doing these things with you because these are always up for interpretation, and those are my my favorite things. Smash no, that like, everybody. Smash that like, smash that like, smash that like. Give it a rip. Give it a rip as we play you the most viral clip from the game yesterday, and it had nothing to do with what happened on the field. Actually, it did. It just didn't happen on the field. It happened in the booth. Here's Ken Dorsey from his guest appearance in the movie The Office Space back in 1999. So apparently nobody cares about what happened on the field yesterday. They only care about Ken Dorsey's meltdown. So, Rico, I'm going to start with you and your thoughts. Everybody's got an opinion. You know, Kyle Brandt, no, you can't do this. This is a bad look. And then, you know, a bunch of other people, oh, this is great. It fires the team up. Where do you stand on Ken Dorsey's meltdown yesterday after the game? You know what? There's no place. You know what? Honestly, there's no place for that uh, in in a booth uh, when it comes to 31 other teams. But in Buffalo, I freaking love it. We're the we're the team that has to have it. All you 31 other bums don't want to have it. Oh, you want to have your cookie cutter coach that when he loses the game, he folds up his little book and walks away. Nah, man, fuck that shit. That's what he wants. That's what I want. My listen, Zbot, we talked about this. We went to the West Per event and yes. we talked to a couple of players. They were not kidding, man. Holy Harry, cow. Uh freaking Matt Barkley. They said yes. he's fiery he cusses like a sailor he is this guy's a madman so when you see an offensive coordinator get so pissed off is because he drew something up that was made to win and they didn't execute so he's like oh we had this game and it was like a playoff atmosphere of course you want to win this game it's a division game on top of that you want to lose to the dolphins and you want to hear them chirp all week Give me a break. I love every bit of it. And when your teammates and your coaches and your players see that, all right, my man means he, yo, we effed up. We effed up. So we got to go back to the drawing board and make sure we execute. So I loved every freaking bit of it. Give me more of that shit. Couple of things. One, all the players who have come out and said that they love it, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. If the players like it, who cares what the hell we think? If, it, if the players get into it and they get something from that, that's all that matters. If I'm a player, I'd much rather see my coach that pissed that we lost than not care. And I've seen plenty of guys throughout my time watching football who just don't seem to give a damn. Uh, wasn't it that Joe Judge last year or two years ago or whatever it was with the Giants? He he was he was caught ordering like 20 pizzas to his house after they took that knee in, in the shotgun to end the year or whatever. Like I don't even know what the hell I'm saying. I thought that was a story. Regardless, I'd rather I'd rather Ken Dorsey be doing that than ordering pizzas like Joe Judge. Anyhow, 
The other point here I'm going to make too, and people are delusional. They don't agree with this. If your team does it, you love it and it's awesome. If another team does it, you think it's a problem and you think that it's embarrassing and you right. think that that's be- – oh, like I'm sure Dolphins fans right now are like – and I would do this too. The Dolphins fans are probably like, look what we made Ken Dorsey do. We, we got in their head. We shut them down and we made Ken Dorsey freak out. Yeah, you're probably right. And if the Bills made like Belichick do that, which they have in the past, we've done the same thing. But if Mike McDaniel did that, right, you as Dolphins fans would say, Mike McDaniel cares, man. He wanted to win that game. We didn't. And he look at him. He cares. He's showing everybody how much he cares. He wanted that game more than anything. At the end of the day, we all have our bias and no one wants to admit it. I love it because it was Ken Dorsey. If it was Belichick, if it was uh, – whoever, honestly, if it was oh, a coach, Brady. I don't think early, like, Oh, Brady's, Brady's the King of it. Just last week, you know, he's running his mouth and Mike Evans comes in and assaults whoever it was there. Lattimore, whoever the hell it was, what murders him. I mean, I'm looking at that. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Brady, you free. You gotta, you gotta send in your boys, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, like if it was, uh, Allen dealing with that and Diggs came in and cleaned Ramsey's clock or something. I'd be like, damn, man, that was awesome. I love that. <laughs> so it's just, it's just the way it is. Like, it's like yesterday with Allen ripping the helmet off. I don't love it. But if it was Mahomes, I'd be like, oh, Mahomes, what are you doing, Patty? That ain't a good look. Uh, it, exactly. It's all the bias. Exactly. You're onto it. And I'll tell yes. you, I'm not a fan of when Allen does that stuff. I, I Me either. That was a bad look yesterday. You can't be ripping the helmet off. Yeah, but at the same time, now we don't know what Christian Wilkins is doing that damn pile. I know. I've, it I've had to been something, dude. I played rugby. I remember playing rugby, and uh, there was we were in the scrum, and some dude reached up and grabbed my nuts. But I dropped my elbow on his head. You just react. You react. So like, but Josh Allen would never react that way if somebody didn't do something. And then you can see on the camera, he's like kind of like, you know, pulling on his nutsack, kind of like, yo, like somebody was, that dude was down there trying to, you know what I mean, dig for something. You know what I mean? He better be wearing a cup. That's all I'm saying. If he's not wearing a cup and his balls are on access like that, he better have learned his lesson. Some players rocked, man. Some players are cheap like that. They try to do stuff getting under your skin. And those are cheap suckers that I hate that do that. So who was yesterday that karate kicked him? I miss that. I keep seeing it on Twitter. Uh, off the edge there. Uh, what was that? Was it Phillips? I don't know who it was. It was a lineman that got blocked out and then I don't know. make a play. Oh, both sides yeah. yesterday were going at it, but that's hey, that's divisional football for you. And if you don't like that, then I don't know what to tell you. You yeah. know, it um, happens on both sides. The Dorsey situation, though, one I think it's hilarious because, like Rico was saying. We had this impression based on looking at him, like, is he kind of like a nerdy guy just waltzing around the field? And and Matt Barkley in particular was like, dude, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. This guy is out of his damn mind. Right. And I'm like, what? Like, really? And then I heard that he's in the booth because of how nuts he is. And then he had to say, like, oh, you know that video? He's like, oh, I'm not that much of a psychopath. And then that. I've never seen really a meltdown like that ever before. That was extraordinary. Um. Yeah, I, I got to be honest, as a Bills fan who, me yesterday, I wanted to break everything in my house. To see Dorsey do that, do I understand the public perception will be, that's embarrassing, and that's a bad look for the franchise. Yeah, I get it. I love it. Sorry. And I'm I'm going to I'm, I'm admit, I'm, I'm going to admit, what am I trying to say here? You're going to admit? I am able to admit my bias. Yes. There it is. There Thank it is. you. If that was like Urban Meyer or something, like somebody I just absolutely can't stand, I would be like, oh, this freaking guy, what a what a mess, you know? But, hey, it wasn't. It was Dorsey, and I love it. Listen, take take us back to the Z-Bot household where oh, God. The, the, the butt, the butt <sighs> happens. We get the ball back. 
Time is ticking. Yes. And and Allen throws the rock to Isaiah McKenzie. Takes yes. me to your house at that moment. So here's me when the butt punt happens. <laughs> there it is. So the butt punt. Well, here's the thing. So I'm starting to finally realize when they run the ball twice and get nothing, and the ball is still at the one. And I'm saying to myself, okay, if they get a stop here, there's some small chance. There's no timeouts left afterwards, but I understand that, hey, if anybody can just sling it down the field and make something happen, I trust Allen to be the guy. The fact that they threw it, and Von Miller made that awesome play, now I'm like, wait a minute. Yep. Now the clock stopped. And they got to punt it out of the back of the end zone. And I'm like, okay, now I'm not feeling like I'm feeling a little, I mean, at this point, dude, I, I don't know about you, man, but I get physically sick. Like, I almost get to the point of vomiting. I got to pace around. Like, that's why the emotional damage that the chiefs game caused me. I quite literally was like mute and had trouble moving for like four or five days. You went into a small depression. <laughs> it was brutal. It was brutal. And, uh, and, and all the, I'm sure whatever dolphin show that was clowning me for that. Hey, listen, listen, yep. I own my emotions. And yesterday it was no different. So yesterday the, the butt punt happens and I vis I verbally scream out, Oh my God, top of my lungs, like seven, eight times. And now I'm like, all they need is a field goal now. And I'm, I'm confident. And when it didn't happen, it just kind of brought me back to, to that feeling you get every time. And it's the same feeling where you think it's over. McKenzie ball hits the dirt. You immediately, and this, this cannot be healthy Rico, this, this difference in emotion ball hits the dirt, Mm. right? Or even let's even start farther than that. Let's even start further than that. It's third and 22. And I think the bills are going to hold the dolphins again. Waddle catch your gut sinks immediately. Touchdown, you're starting to think, man, the way the Bills' offense has been playing, I, I'm, I'm not faithful at all. They get it all the way down there, right? And you're starting – and now, they're Rico, they're down to, like, the five-yard line, and you're thinking, oh, my God, dude, we're going to wind up winning this game. We had no business with these injuries. We did all these mistakes. They're going to find a, find a way to win it. Oh, my God, like, you got to be kidding me. Facts. You see Isaiah McKenzie wide open. Holy shit. Oh, my God, there it is in the dirt. And now you're like, dude, now you're back – now you feel physically sick again. Yeah. Then you make those three defensive plays. Yes. In the butt punt, literally one of the most unique and insane plays probably in the history of the league. You're literally kicking it off your own dude's ass. Never happened before. And now you're all the way back up to the top again. And then you think Allen's going to get sacked. He gets it off. McKenzie's got it. Oh, my God. Get out of bounds. Get out of bounds. Get out of bounds. Nope. Game's over, dude. And then you just so I know what I do. I sit back like this. And I just... I go mute. Stare. I feel numb. And next thing you know, it's the next morning. Stare into the abyss. You're just staring into the abyss. I you guys that picture last night. I just laid on the floor. I watched the worst football game to ever play. Broncos versus 49ers. It was quite literally the worst sport in sporting I've ever watched on, on television. You didn't bother. And that was the end of it. Um, so it was, it, it, that's what happens. How do you deal with it? Because I feel like with you, you're able to just pick up and move on. And Listen, I can't do that shit, man. Well, here, here's the deal. Here's what helps me. I would be like you, but I have this microphone. I have this camera and I, I have to go and get it out. It's yeah, therapy I love that. for me. Yes, it is of therapy. So I get it out with everybody else. And some people say, yo, it's helpful after. So oh, I, of course. 
I even got a comment saying, I actually prefer the when we lose to come and listen to your show because you bring me back down to, but yes. you're helping me the same way I'm doing it too. Now for me, my wife, I don't know if she does it on purpose. She's like, yo, can you hold your, your son for while I go do whatever? That's so, dangerous. I can't you want me near kids uh, after that type of game. I'll tell you, you know that. Right so, so we, we make the stop. Then I'm like, holy crap with no safety starters. You know what I'm saying? Guys are dropping like flies. We got two rookies. Yeah, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. No way. Free agent rookie. We make a three and a three and out. They're about to punt it. Let's push their asses so we get a safety. Holy shit. He shanked it. Oh, no. Let's go. I'm holding my son. My wife's like, what's going on? I was like, did you not see what just happened? We have a chance. There's a minute and a half. Josh Allen's got this. We get the, the guy punts the ball. I'm like, dang, that was a major punt. We got to really march. We got no timeouts left. We march, we march, we march, we make plays. Isaiah McKenzie gets the football. First of all, Josh Allen gets out of that muddy. I was like, I'm up and I'm moving. I'm scuttling my feet and I got my son. Oh, dude, I'm literally doing a dance you've never seen. I'm like, I'm like, oh, goes McKenzie. McKenzie goes, I'm thinking, yes, inside. I say, what? What are you doing? Then I'm like, okay, get down, get down, get down. Then I'm watching the ref. The ref saunters over the football and just, just taking oh, a Sunday ride. stroll. These the guys is picking. I was like, we're not going to be in the refs. Always got to be 90, 70 to 90 years old, by the way. Well, can we not get some young people out here? Spike the ball, spike the ball, spike the ball. And I hear that game is over. Oh, I losing my shit. Here's what makes things matters work. My phone rings. I was like, who's call me? Tell me it's freaking Kevin right now. Kevin's on the line. Oh, God. Hey, buddy. Kevin, I'm not in the mood for your shit right now. He's like, man, that was a really good game. Fuck off, Kevin. I'm not in the mood. So we talked for a long time, and I was like, man, the O-line was like, he's like, don't give me that shit about the O-line. Miami's offensive line was horrible. I'm like, so why can you use an excuse, and I can't use that as an excuse? Right. And he goes, you know yes. what? He's like, I just want to know when my invitation's coming on. I was like, you little asshole. Anyway. So Kevin calls you, and this is exactly what happened right here. Watch. Kevin, God damn it. Every fucking time, Kevin. God damn Fucking damn it, serious. <laughs> he tweeted me yesterday. He goes, I don't want to ruin your narrative or whatever. And I tweet that to him. I go, Kevin, God damn it. Kevin. Just, just God damn it, Kevin. And Kevin's, Kevin's a good buddy of mine. So I'm oh, like, I'm pissed, but hey, I'm he deserves to glow. I mean, the amount of crap he probably got, I'd do the same if I were him. Are you kidding? And on top of that, I couldn't really sit and, and just be in my, in my, in my just, in my pittiness. Yes. Because A, I got to go and do the post game show. And, and B, it's the wife's birthday. So I can't. I don't have the time to, oh. to be. So I had to, I mean, put on a brave face, if you will. Oh, you got to be an actual person after that. <laughs> yeah. That's what I hate doing. I hate doing human things after yeah. stuff like that. I couldn't mourn the way I needed to mourn. So here we are. My dad went and mourned by trying to fix something in the house. And that ultimately wound up making him even 10 times more mad. So that's what he did. <laughs> There you I just go. sat there in my own disgust and just pretended to watch. And that's the thing, too. I don't want to watch football the rest of the day because I've had enough because I'm also pissed. But I'm not going to not watch it. It's NFL football. So I just hate watch football the rest of the day. GP, I'm sorry we missed you. I got your uh, next message there. My apologies, brother. He goes, I had my damn ex in Miami talking shit on me yesterday. It was a rough day. Oh, God, GP. Hey, if she was talking shit about it, the Bills to you, there's a, there's a reason she's your ex, Chief. All right. You made the right choice. You made the right choice. There's another one we missed, Rico, somewhere that I'm trying to find here. Go ahead and find that while you do. Uh, Bobby comes in. I can't be a human. Listen, I'd like to no. know 
how are you guys after losses? Because Pierre was doing a live stream, and as soon as the game was done and we, we squandered our opportunity, he had no reaction. He just sat back. Yeah, that's kind of how I am. <laughs> it was completely silent. I'm I, good for him because I can't be that way. I cuss, I scream, I yell it out, and then I freaking get on the mic and just go. See, you're, so you're physically like Dorsey, whereas I'm mentally I like am. Dorsey. Like, I'm yeah, thinking about all the things I want to cause physical harm to, like all the inanimate objects around me that would make no sense to ruin. But I won't do it. My body, it's weird, dude. There's like this energy. It almost feels like there's this black mass on you that doesn't exist where you simply cannot stand and you can't speak. I just feel it all the way down to the top of my toes, man. It's, it's terrible. And then if you don't have humans next to you that feel your pain and oh they God. think that you can just go oh, back. To that's, why, that's why everybody's like, Oh, you want to go watch it at the bar or whatever? F no, I can't yeah. be around a bunch of casuals. These people are going to think I'm nuts and they're going to think, and they're also, they're also just going to piss me off. You don't understand it like I do. You don't, you're not into it like I do. I don't want to be around you. Because, you know, it's kind of like when, when you get a little Caesars pizza and everybody's like, oh, it's not that good. It's five bucks and it's pretty damn good. So shut the hell up. Like when you're around me with the football, oh, what's the big deal? It's just the game. Shut the hell up, man. I don't get the, get out. Absolutely. Right? I hate, nothing pisses me off more than that. It's just sports. It's just a game. No, no, no. You see, you're just sad because you don't have anything like that in your life. These people are like that. They always say sports is this and that. They don't have anything. They don't have anything that they're passionate about or that they care about deeply enough to have something like that make them feel that way. So they make you feel bad for feeling that way. And I got a big one of these to anybody out there who's like that because it's ridiculous. It's got nothing to do with you. If you don't understand it, you don't understand it. But don't put your bullshit on me because you don't get it. You Listen, wish you got it. I am with you. If you guys are feeling the same way that we feel after losses, dude, tell us your story. Yeah, please. I love reading these. Yes. This is great because there, I just there's sometimes I just can't function and I, I need to let it out. I need to oh, let it out. Dude, the fact that it was your wife's birthday yesterday is criminal. Like, see, I would never have been able to do that. She's good for it because she'll sit there and let me sit and and in my in my yeah. moment of yelling and screaming, and she'll tell me, Don't break the TV. Just watch out, watch out for that. And I hear her, but I don't. But I know I'm not. Yes. I'm not gonna ruin my own house. So I have to just. <laughs> you know that scene in Saving Private Ryan where, uh, where Tom ha like D Day just happened, and everybody's like picking limbs off the floor, and like you know what I mean, and everybody's dying, and they're playing that like wow, 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 wow sound, and and everybody's moving in slow motion, and all of a sudden it comes all together back at once. I kind of feel I kind of feel like I'm in D Day. Or whatever it was in Saving Private Ryan when the Bills lose. You're sitting there and all this awful stuff is happening in front of you, but nothing's happening at the same time. And you're in slow motion and you're frozen, and all you hear is a bunch of and then all of a sudden my mom will be like, Zach, Zach, you know, we gotta go. Or Caroline's calling me and she's like, Oh, this happened and this happened. And I'm like, I don't care, man. This that is all shit. I care about right now. It happens. It happens. And this is this is the sickness that sports does to us. It's a sickness. By the way, John and March says here, by the way, to be fair, my family now loves and believes Rico. You got Johnny's family <laughs> swapping on him. Me. Great show. <laughs> uh, listen, man, I was just before I, I jumped on with you. I'm listening to the show as I'm I was cooking wings today. Fantastic. By the oh, way, nice. you guys don't have an air fryer. Get on an air fryer. Oh, who doesn't? You got, how could you not have one? My brother-in-law didn't have one, and he just got one. Now he's telling the whole world. I want my affiliate check. You should have bought it for him, man. You would have been on his good graces forever. You could have done Ooh. anything in the world. I'm telling my mother-in-law. She's over now. And I was like, isn't it crazy how grown men can sit there and talk for hours about a game that just happened yesterday? 
Yes. Go and recap it. Then we watch all the highlights again. And then we, we talk about it some more. And we don't get sick of it. And we do it oh, no. 17 to 22 weeks straight. And then we keep going. Well, with, dude, with the with the coverage now with the draft and stuff, it's 52. Dude, this year we did we did a show every week. Dude, it's crazy. And I had and I there wasn't there was only a couple weeks where I was kind of scraping to do something. That's the sickening thing. And you want to know, I was listening to Dan Patrick earlier and Ross Tucker was on, and he said something that made me laugh so hard. He goes, he goes, we need to see the ratings from the Broncos 49ers game last night. He said, Horrible. because if there were millions of people who watched that, he goes, the, the United States has got a real sickening problem with football. And I couldn't have agreed more. I laid there and watched that whole game. And there was about 15 different times where I said to myself, this is the worst thing I've ever watched. And there wasn't a shot in hell I was turning it off either. That's the scary thing. You know, Jimmy G wasn't doing it for you. I love me some Jimmy G. I love how just I love Jimmy G because he's so he's so hilariously average, but he's been on such a great team for so long. And he's also like the greatest looking quarterback that's ever played. So it all kind of culminates together into this guy that you just have a real tough time, like hating. Like he's the nicest guy ever. He. Like, I don't know. I just love Jimmy G for some reason. I just love him. I have no idea why. You know well, what I mean? Jimmy G was for all this stuff to happen to him and for Trey Lance to get hurt in week two and for him to just waltz back in as the starter is nuts to me. It's, it's crazy. Axon Jackson. Right here, by the way, Rico. The joke of a game deserves exactly zero more analysis. We barely had enough bodies to field a complete team in the end and still should have won. It's a bizarre week three loss. Who cares? Let's move on. And you want to know what? At the end of the day, uh, Action Jackson 222 there. He, he couldn't, he, he honestly summed up two and a half hours of what me and Rico just said. Action Jackson could have hopped on here, said that, and bounced out. And it probably would have been better for everybody involved, honestly, because he's dead on. What's Aaron saying? Aaron, my man says, Yo, Miami fans are saying Bills fans make excuses. But there's a difference between making excuses and legitimate reasons. We weren't at the top of our game. It's as simple as that. Listen, yeah. man. There's like both fan bases got a lot of got a lot of stuff that's annoying. Let's just be yeah. fair. Let's just say that. It is what it is. Listen, man. Is there, look, there's plenty of Dolphins fans. Like, you know, I'm sure you've seen the video by now of the Dolphins, you know, doing well, I'm not gonna talk about it because I got nothing to say on that thing. But all I'm saying is there were plenty of Dolphins fans in the comments of stuff like that saying, you know, I'm not a fan of this. This isn't who we are. And then there's fans saying the opposite. It's the same thing with the Bills. All these fan bases have that. The best thing I can say to you, man, just don't get involved with it. Cause it's just gonna run you up a wall and it's gonna drive you absolutely nuts. Just don't get involved. It is what it is, man. Listen, this is the beauty of being a Bills fan, a, a sports fan. But we happen to be part of an organization that is in the winning department now. So it's 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 it doesn't feel like the norm for us to lose, right? We we got we got over the fact that we it was consistently normal for us to expect a loss, right? We we're like, oh, I'm probably gonna lose this game. But now we're we're getting into the pattern where we've kind of left the losing behind, and we're expected to win. And when we lose, we don't take it well. We don't take a ball. Shame oh, on us. God, him. no. And Shame Mike's on. right. Like, none of this is normal, by the way. But the thing is, you wouldn't be watching this. You wouldn't be watching this right now if you didn't love the Bills and sports. If you if you are, I, don't know, I really don't know why you're watching us unless you, I don't know, you think we might be a little, like, funny or something. And I get it. But then again, even if you do, you wouldn't understand half the things we're talking about. What I'm saying here is, at the end of the day, what Rico just said, right? The Bills lose yesterday. Heartbreaking fashion. It probably ruined your whole day. And what is all of you guys in here have done all night? You spent three hours listening to us bitch about it. And then we have sat here for three hours and bitched about it. 
it, none of this is normal and nope. none of it. And the thing of it is, 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 is because it's sports, we write it off as this norm normality. Right. But if it were anything else, like honest to God, like you really would have to question your own mental capacity. Well, here's the deal. You are captivating, right? You're engaging. So you can I, I hope so. Hell you want, and they will tune in. Zbot. No, you yeah. Are, yeah. Well, Mike's saying here, he goes, you know, you don't have any other hobbies you can be passionate about. I, I've seen, I've, <laughs> dude. Little November people. will be my hundredth Dave Matthews concert I've gone to in my life. There you go. I got plenty of passions, but the problem is, I'm way too passionate about him. I have a sickening obsession with everything that I do, Absolutely. and that's why I love him so much. But also at the same time, that's what makes the losses so much worse. Here it is. Bills. Dave Matthews bands, Caroline. Yep. Gadgets. That's that's Z Ball right yeah. there. Gadgets and like little stupid, like, you know, collectible trinkets. toys. I like though. I like my little trinkets, man. I'm like an 80-year-old woman in an antique shop with those little things. I just gotta have the dumbest shit for no reason. Love it. And you find the best things. Always. Kiki Kiki saying, LOL, y'all thought Tua did something. Wait for Lamar. And thank you. You know what? And now that because I'm looking at the clock here and we're two and a half in. And Rico's got little guys that I'm sure that his wife would probably enjoy him going and helping out with. So before we wrap up uh, everything tonight, Kiki with a beautiful transition. That was. I'm awfully concerned. Uh, the Bills taking on the Ravens this coming week. They're currently two and one. So are the Ravens. And the Ravens and Lamar Jackson right now are humming. And I understand that they lost to the Dolphins last week, but they were in a much better spot to win that game than the Bills were early in the third quarter there. Um, 35 to 14, they were up in that game. Lamar Jackson is now either throwing a touchdown for 75 yards or running a touchdown for 75 yards, which seems to be every game now. I mean, it is incredible. Last week was the first uh, game in NFL history where a quarterback had thrown a touchdown for 75 yards and ran a touchdown for 75 yards. Lamar Jackson's got something to prove this year in a contract year. He refuses to sign for anything less than what he's worth, and he wants to go out and prove it. And, hey, guess what? He's doing a hell of a job of doing that early on. The uh, the, the, the Baltimore Ravens on offense, I would imagine, would be able to I, – I, I, Lamar Jackson would, would be in a much better spot, I would say, to ravish a depleted Bills D than Tua was yesterday. And Tua and them still won without really taking advantage of it. Imagine, Rico – if Lamar goes out and has a game like he has recently, what are your thoughts right now based on yesterday and based on the Bills' current situation as we head into Baltimore next week facing a game that could put the Bills at 500 when at last week, Rico, we were talking about a team that might not lose a game compared to what some of these people, including us, were probably saying. How quickly the tides can change, isn't it? Isn't it crazy how quickly it can change? Uh, I know. Everyone knows how I feel about Lamar Jackson. Love Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar Jackson has a lot to prove. He didn't get his contract, so he said, no more talk. I'll just show you what I can do on the field. And that Dolphins loss was a tough one, but the, the freaking Ravens are for real, man. Now, I there are some weaknesses that we can exploit on the defensive side of the ball. I'm not too big on their defensive backs, so I think that we can exploit them there. Uh, but Lamar Jackson is a problem, so we just have to stay disciplined. That's the key to those Ravens game is discipline, discipline, discipline. Problem is we were able to stay disciplined because we had guys that were veterans that have seen the likes of Lamar Jackson. We played the Ravens before, right? So we kind of have an idea what to expect. We have guys that have no idea what to expect. Benford, obviously he's out. So whoever's going to be the corner next to freaking, it's going to be Lewis probably most likely. So we've got some, we've got, listen, man, it's going to be tough, but you know what? We've got to go through it. 
The Titans went through it when they lost damn near their whole freaking roster, and they mustered through it. Coach Vrabel had these guys ready to go. It's no different. Injuries happen. Get your shit together. The, pro- the beautiful thing about this whole situation is we have number 17. Your window for success is always open with number 17. So that's who we ride the coattails on. We're always going to ride or die with that guy. Whether we lose it on his account or we win a whole bunch on his account, we ride with 17, and that's who I'm riding for. That's our guy. So I feel about it. I know it feels like it was two days ago when Thydog was on because we're pushing three hours here, but when he was on... He made me feel a lot better about this week based on what he had thought as far as guys returning. He's, he thinks we're going to get Poyer back. He thinks we're going to get Morse back. He thinks we're going to get Ed Oliver back. He thinks we could potentially get Dane Jackson back, which is extraordinary based on how that you know injury looked. If we get those guys back, Morse and Poyer in particular, um, and you know he doesn't think Jordan Phillips will be back, but it would be nice to have Ed Oliver back. If we get some of those guys back, I like our chances like I like our chances against anybody. But if it's anything like it is yesterday, Ravens win that game, and I got no problem saying that with utter confidence. I mean, that's just the way I feel. Mm-hmm. I also think, though, it wouldn't be a steamrolling. I, I don't see the Bills getting really steamrolled by anybody. I think if they were ever going to get steamrolled, it was going to be yesterday, and that didn't happen. But the Ravens are a damn good team, and that offense is cooking right now. I think it's going to be an extraordinary game. I mean, once again, the Bills are the must-see game at 1 o'clock, I think, next week. Lamar is the guy that the Bills are going to have to find a way to stop. Leslie Frazier has done an incredible job doing that the last few times they played, but they are banged up right now. Um, Rico, I got a really tough time giving my accurate thoughts as far as how I think it goes until I see who the Bills wind up putting out in the field uh, with the injury report. You got to wait it out. I'll tell you this, though. Uh, Here's where the, the Ravens have some motivating factors in this game, right? Number one, right now, Lamar has his motivation of playing extremely well. He can't have a bad game because he's trying to get his money. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that when you're trying to get your money, you got to be on your, your best game. And he's going to be on his best game going forward because he's trying to cash in. That's number one. Number two, the last time we played the Ravens, we sent them packing, right? Yeah, they haven't forgot about that. They definitely didn't forget about that. Teron Johnson pick six. We take it right back to the end zone, and we're taking pictures on the Jumbotron. Mm. Uh, uh, they God, remember that. Take me back to that moment. I need to feel that. It was again a beautiful right moment. It was a beautiful moment. But guess what? They remember that shit. Sure. So they're going to bring it. They're going to bring. Are we home or away? It's in Baltimore. Oh boy, they're going to bring. It's it. going to be like hurricane type rain conditions, apparently as well. Well, we're you know what that means? Know. Lamar Jackson going to be doing a lot of this. Well, Lamar Jackson may not be able to do that, that because that's there's a, that takes a listen, man. Let's talk. Let's talk about like I don't want to go too much on this, but no, go ahead because it's. I'm, it, I'm, I'm ready to put this Miami game in the rear view, and this is a game we need to focus on. This is a big game. If it's gonna rain, you want to depend on what the freaking run game. Mm-hmm. And you count on the run game. Have we have we been able to count on the run game? Heck, <laughs> we haven't been able to. So right now, the run game for the Baltimore Ravens is going to be more successful than ours based on history. Absolutely, and. We haven't been able to do diddle squat, and our O line is banged up. So, listen, man. What I will say though, I have been overly impressed with the Bills' ability to move the ball down the field without doing it with massive air yards. Mm -hmm. Allen is finally, for the first time in his career, displayed multiple times this season his ability to be patient, take the second read with the check down, and do so in a way that gets them in the ability. They're in the range of you know getting a touchdown without doing it quickly 
or without doing it in like three or four plays. They've also shown they can do that, which we know that they've been known to do. Yep. But this Bills team has showed a lot of patience. I mean, even yesterday, like we were talking about, it sucks they didn't capitalize on touchdowns. But they had a couple drives yesterday where they were milking off 10, 11 minutes off the clock, 17, 18 plays. And in a game like that, to your point, Rico, you're dead on. The Bills are never going to be able to touch the run game that the Ravens have, but they do have the ability to supplement it with short throws, and that also winds up running clock. And that's what they were trying to do yesterday. They just didn't execute when it mattered. So I think that that will work in their favor, stuff like that. But this game, just like yesterday, just became a lot harder than anybody would have thought, you know, not all that long ago. I think even before the season, though, Rico, this was a game we had circled. We knew the Ravens were going to be back. They were banged up heavy last year, and they look as good as ever early on. They they are going to bring it. I'll tell you that right now. And right now, I don't know if this how true this is, but David Coolis says uh, Lamar is concussed. Oh, I haven't heard that. Is that true? Uh, I know Mac Jones. We haven't talked about that. But Mac Jones not looking good for uh, the rest of the season. And he got real banged up. Yeah, a lot of people got banged up yesterday. Jeez, Listen, the Chargers are getting ravished, too. Dude, the, this league, know, you know, week three has just been a bizarre, just a bizarre. My fantasy team, I benched. Oh, don't even I remind me. Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, I had somebody else that I, I benched that made that did major points, and I lost my fantasy game when I if I played those two guys, I would have won it. Just an awful week of football. The Bills lose. Fantasy team lose. Like it's no good. No I good. got nothing on a Lamar concussion based on my extensive fifteen second research I just did. Um, but either way, even if. I'm guessing if it was egregious enough, it would have been at the top of whatever I just searched. So I'm assuming he will be in there. Um, the big game here, Rico. Yep. You know what's crazy? You know, three and zero compared to two and one. Like two and one does not feel all that bad, but the difference between two and two and three and one feels like night and day. Isn't that how, odd? How the mind works like yes. that? I didn't even want to start zero and one. I was like, oh, I don't oh want to start another one. If you start 0-2, chances are you, there's a very big percentage. Actually, I don't think there's anybody there's ever, there's ever been a team that started 0-2 that made the playoffs. Raiders are looking at 0-3. And, and yes. Freaking yes. West? Oof, not looking good, kid. They're screwed. They're screwed, the Raiders, which is wild. And you want to know what's crazy? All three of their losses have been incredibly close. By the way, um, speaking of close games, yep. how about our man Brian Dable? I'm staring at him right now. It's 13-13. Giants Cowboys. And if you want, if you're, if you're feeling upset tonight, you know, like we all are about the bills being two and one just goes to show you how little early records mean the giants folks, the New York football giants, if they get this done tonight are three, and know, mm. it's not looking good. Listen, man. What? I mean, are you kidding? <laughs> Brian Dable. It's the Brian Dable effect. Who knows? Who knows what's going on over there? But I mean, they, listen, they squeak by the Titans. Uh, listen, last game, they're playing the Giants or they're freaking the Cowboys with Cooper Rush. Cooper I mean, Rush, the go. Get it. Michael Parsons is, is a monster. I just wanted to touch on statistic because I was looking at yeah. the, the, the team statistics for rush yards uh, per game. Uh, the Bills rank right now, week three. We are middle of the pack. Okay. Middle of the pack with 337 yards. But that's that's got to be inflated because of Allen, though, right? I wonder what it would be just from the rusher from the running game. I'd have to like dissect that because the yeah. Allen, I think Allen's got just over a hundred yards mm -hmm. uh, this year or just under. But anyway, uh, the Bills are right middle of the pack, give or take, and the Baltimore Ravens are a top ten rushing offense. So they've got they've rushed for four hundred and six yards. They're getting five yards a pop, almost six yards a pop. 
uh, in comparison to the Bills at five yards, 4.7 yards a pop. So we'll see how this plays out, man. I mean, it'll be interesting. We'll see. We'll see how this plays out. We will see. And you will see Rico tomorrow on the Rico Report Tuesdays. I can't believe you hopped on and did this long with me, man. You're a freaking trooper. You did yesterday. You did today. You got tomorrow. Listen, I got to go you join. Uh, when you said you had to get it off your chest, man, and get that get out of that mic. And then I'm a man of my word. I got to go on the round table on Wednesday and face the music. Dolphins fans. All now, is that, smoke, is that smoke guy going to be on there? Oh, he absolutely is going to be on I there. I can't wait to watch that. <laughs> he's absolutely, and he's going to be talking a whole lot of mess. So uh, you'll see me tomorrow. And then uh, you'll see my man Rev on Wednesday. He's got a lot to get off his chest as well. So Rev's going to be doing his thing. You know how he's going to be doing it. And then I'm going to go in and show myself and, and come with humility and then tell them to go F themselves, you know what I'm saying, on Wednesday. And then I'm back at it again on Friday. I'm trying to have a Ravens uh, content creator. Actually, I'm not trying to. I have him. Uh, we're just trying to set up a date. Ings Ravens. If you guys are not familiar, he was our Ravens guest, I think, a couple years back. So Ing Ravens Grid, I believe his name is. Uh, I'm having him come on the show. Oh, that's great. So it's going to be a busy week, people. Let's go. Busy week, but a fun week. Can't wait for it. You heard the man. Tons of stuff to help you get over this loss and move on to the Ravens, and that's what's important. This is a big game, and I can't wait for it. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, doesn't get much better than that. Doesn't get much better than having you in on a Monday night, and I really appreciate you joining me, and I appreciate my main man, Rico, here, coming and spending it with me. It always feels better to vent about a loss with a fellow guy who gets it. Nobody gets it more than Rico, so I love it. And I also love you guys for tuning in. Bills fans and Dolphins fans alike, I love getting the other guys in here, giving us, letting us have it. Hey, you earned it. Enjoy it. Enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy this finish. Cowboys just took the lead, and we'll see you soon for another edition. But for tomorrow, make sure to turn into Rico. All right, that's it. Go Bills. Go Bills, baby. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.